While out hunting, Llewellyn Moss finds the grisly aftermath of a drug deal. Though he knows better, he cannot resist the cash left behind and takes it with him. The hunter becomes the hunted when a merciless killer named Shigur picks up his trail. Also looking for Moss is Sheriff Bell, an aging lawman who reflects on a changing world as he tries to find and protect Moss. Welcome back to another installment of Midnight Double Feature, and on tonight's episode, we'll be covering No Country for Old Men, written and directed by Joel and Ethan Cohen. question for you man yeah yeah yeah. um and look i'm just gonna just jump right fucking into it is this one of the greatest movies of all time i thought you were gonna say what is the most you've ever lost in a court toss (laughs) (laughs) i was like i was like oh wow this is this is getting heavy um by the way there's gonna be a lot of fucking uh, impressions (laughs) oh dude that guy's voice is so impressionable um i i I honestly I, i do think this is one of the best movies to come out in a very long time um, especially, you know, cause I, I mean, I, I don't know a lot about the Coen brothers, but I, I don't think they do a lot of novels. They know they do a lot of their own original stuff. Um, so for them to come out and just like knock this McCarthy book, like out of the park, um, I, I think this is one of the best movies I've seen in you know the last 20 years. I, I can't, I can't watch this movie and think of another movie that it reminds me of. And I think that's, I think that says a lot. Like I do that a lot. I relate a lot of films to each other, but I can't do that with this one. So I, I, I do think it is one of the best movies to come out in the last 20 years. And it's I, even though it it is big and a lot of people know about it, does it still feel a kind of underrated just for how great it is? Like it feels like it, it, I don't I don't think enough people have like seen this movie. T- to me, I know a lot of people that have, but I know quite a few more that actually haven't. Is that your experience, or what do you, what yeah, do you think? Yeah, I, I I do agree with you, man. Um, like it, I feel like a lot of people haven't seen this movie, and like uh, for me, it might be different because like. Everyone that I know is obviously my age, somewhere around my age. Mm-hmm. Um, and when this came out, it was 2007. So, like, I was 14 years old. <laughs> so, um, you know, but, but like, you know, I might as well just dive into my thoughts um, on this because, like, it's just going to lead into it. Do it. But 2007, dude, um, like, I was into fucking Transformers. That was the year Transformers came out. And, like, I was like... Yeah, let's go fucking watch robots fighting each other. And look, they can do this with effects now. Like, that's crazy. Um, I didn't watch this movie until probably a few a few years later, and, and I still didn't like it. Like, mm. this, this didn't really appeal to me, like, when I was younger. But watching it now, man, um, and watching it a few years ago, it absolutely is one of my favorite movies of all time. Like, I, I don't... Uh, it's 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 a masterpiece. <laughs> like there's no other way to say it. It absolutely is a masterpiece. Um my knowledge, uh my my Cohen brothers sort of knowledge is pretty low. Um like they've directed quite a few movies and I've only seen about four of them, dude. I've only seen Fargo, I've only seen Big Lebowski, uh, I've seen obviously this, and I've seen True Grit. I haven't seen anything else that they've done, man. Like I, I really want to watch Raising Arizona. I really want to watch Oh Brother Where Art Thou. I, I just Oh they, man. I, yeah, I, I haven't seen a lot of their stuff, but Oh Brother Where Art Thou is like top notch. That is shit right. is so good. And like see, I've heard that from multiple fucking sources, but I just haven't sorted out, dude. True Grit is fantastic. Um I, I think I've seen Burn After Reading. Um I, I just I couldn't I can't remember it at all. Um and I haven't seen Hail Caesar but yeah, man, my my knowledge of them is very very limited. Um, so I, I do I do 
really want to get into more of their things. Um, but so you mentioned Cormac McCarthy, uh, which is the author of, of what this movie is based on. Mm-hmm. Um, I I also want to get into his stuff as well, man. Um, like, I heard uh, one of his books called Blood Meridian is outstanding. Mm-hmm. Like, really dark, but outstanding. Um, he's had a few uh, movies that have been adapted. So, uh, The Road with, um, with uh, fucking, what's his name? Viggo Mortensen. Oh, um, yeah. I haven't, I haven't seen it, but I heard it's great. Yeah, I saw um, it. I, I liked it. I remember liking it. Yeah? Yeah. I heard it's, like, really bleak, though. Mm-hmm. I don't, yeah, oh, uh, yeah, for sure. Like, he literally, it's just called, like, The Man and the Boy, like, the whole time. They oof. don't even have fucking names. It's like, oh, God. And one of, see, one of my biggest disappointments in the cinema of all time was The Counselor. Um, 2013, dude, I was so stoked for this movie. It was directed by Ridley Scott, Michael Fassbender, Penelope Cruz, like, Cameron Diaz, a fucking Javier Bardem, Brad Pitt, like, what a cast, a great trailer as well, and it was just dog shit. I literally walked out halfway through. I was just, yeah, wow. this is terrible. But um, that was obviously another Cormac McCarthy book. Um, but yeah, man, turning back to this, just, just <clears> wow. <laughs> like, like, there's no other, there's no other word for it. Um, it it's just so... It's a west. It's probably the most modern western I've ever seen. Like it's it's strange to see a movie uh, that you know it takes place in the eighties, but um, it, it feels like a western, like an old style western. Like this movie, this movie could take place in any time period. Uh, like it's so it's so simple. The concept is so simple, but the but the way the Coen brothers present it, 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 it complicates it a little bit, but not too complicated. Uh, like, we don't really know who this Shigur character is, like, what his, what his overall motivations are. Like, he is a, he is a hitman, um, it turns out, but, um, like, like it, it's not immediately sort of apparent. Um, Josh Brolin, dude, Josh Brolin, he, he, he always seems to get overshadowed in, in, in his movies. He's amazing in this, but he gets mm-hmm. obviously overshadowed by Bardem. Um, he gets overshadowed in Sicario by Del Toro, um, which, by the way, this movie reminded me a lot of Sicario, um, and I wondered why. I just couldn't really decide why. Um, probably all of the the desert sort of landscapes, but then I realized, hold up, this is shot by the great fucking Roger Deakins. Yeah, um, Roger Deakins is a beast. Dude, like he yeah. just picked up, he just picked up his Oscar finally after being nominated twenty plus times. Um, but he's he's an incredible DP man. Like he just he shoots he shoots landscapes like no other person. And it's funny because he he won for Blade Runner twenty forty nine, which is like like there's there's no sort of like landscapes in that that aren't like there's a lot of artificial landscapes. Like it's right. not like this where it's all like well, you know. You got a guy who I mean he's he, uh, Shawshank, beautiful mind. Right. Like all the Coen brother movies, uh, you know, Blade Runner, Blade Runner one and two, and it's like, dude, how how did this guy? How did this guy not win one for for Shawshank? Right. Like, I mean, what's widely considered to be, I mean, the best film of all time. Like, I, I think, I right. think, I think Shawshank is number one at IMDb. It is. I, I, it I, is. I, okay, yeah. Um, but I, I, I can't believe that he didn't win for something like that. But I mean, that movie was kind of a critical bomb when it came out. Um, and but it went on to, you know, like I think, it, I think it sold more DVDs than any other movie. Um, and I, I, I fuck, I, I love Shawshank, but and I, and I love Blade Runner. I love this movie, but Shawshank is probably the, the best out of all those films and I can't believe that never won anything that's like that just shows you sometimes that you're just like critics and stuff like that like you're just wrong like you're just fucking yeah. wrong 
Yeah, just fucking critics being cunts, but what can you do? Um, <laughs> yeah, that's, um, that's what Bohemian Rhapsody is suffering from right now, actually. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? We'll, we'll talk about it on, on our next episode. But No, no, no. We're fucking talking about it. No, no I'm just kidding. <laughs> dude, it's sitting at 8.4 on IMDb and on fucking critics, like, it's, I think it's like 50-something. It's right. crazy. Yeah. Um, but anyway, going back to this, <laughs> um, Tom Lee Jones, was Tom Lee Jones born old? Like, I, I've... <laughs> I know, I've right? I've never seen him young. Like, right, yeah. It's like, uh, like I, I feel like they just freeze him every 70 or 80 years and bring him back out whenever, <laughs> and they just rename him. People are like, oh, you know, just because it, it does kind of, it does kind of crack me up because the first things I remember seeing him in are like Men in Black and The Fugitive and right. stuff like that. Um, but I just don't know, I don't know much of his acting career outside of like my kind of like generation. You know, I don't know how long he's been doing things. I'm sure, I'm sure at some point he didn't have wrinkles in his face, but he looks like, He's just constantly like smoking unfiltered cigarettes and drinking black right. coffee. Dude, he looks like a fucking melting candle. <laughs> like, right, you know? yeah. Um, but like, yeah, the first time I saw him was Men in Black, and like he plays like an older character that like he's surly and like very serious. Um but he's he's fantastic in this movie, man. I think this might be the best performance I've seen him in. Like you said, I haven't I haven't seen uh, much of his either. I've seen The Fugitive, I've seen this, I've seen US Marshals. Uh, unfortunately, I've seen Batman Forever. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, dude, he was nominated for an Oscar this uh, like in 2007, the same year as this came out, but not for this movie. He was nominated for In the Valley of Ela, um, hmm. which is directed by Paul Haggis, a uh, Scientologist. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave that there. Um, but yeah, man, um, amazing, amazing movie. Very simple. But um, it, it deals with a lot of difficult concepts. Um, like it, it just, there, there's a lot of things in this movie that that are, are left open to interpretation. And I and I'd love, I'm gonna love chatting to you about this because like I, I love to get other people's opinions on things. Like there is there are some sort of like strings that are kind of like left hanging that are kind of like oh okay well we'll leave this up for the audience to decide. Mm. Um, but yeah, man, be- uh, fucking best picture winner as well. Um, you know, Javier Bardem picked up an Oscar as well. Uh, this movie is this movie is a powerhouse and probably might might actually be to date uh, not my favorite movie that we've covered, but probably the best movie we've ever covered. So. Yeah, I, th- I mean, I think that's fair. I think it's I think it's definitely from the limited scope of the Coen Brothers stuff that I've seen. I, th- I think do I, I mean which one would I rather watch? No Country or The Big Lebowski? It's like well, I'd rather watch The Big Lebowski, but right. No Country is. Well, I was going to say, that's another thing. Like, like the, the, the Coen brothers lean towards dark humor, mostly. Like, look mm-hmm. at Fargo, look at Big Lebowski. Um, I haven't seen it, but Oh Brother, Where Art Thou now is, a, is a comedy, right? Like, I mean, like, they, they, they remind me a lot of Shakespeare. Shakespeare did a lot of comedies, but he also did a lot of tragedies. Um, and this is absolutely a tragedy, <laughs> you know? Oh, and, yeah, um, absolutely. And, and so is... You know, to a lesser extent, true grit. Like it's less of a comedy. Um, but uh, yeah, man. Yeah, I think. Um, well, I think. <clears throat> I think with something like this, um, this this movie does a great job of uh, juggling a lot of different people's perspectives on things. Um, it's it's very rare that we we you know we get so many movies that are cat and mouse movies in between. You know, two people trying to catch each other. But w- one that we 
we hang on them like so much, you know, we, we like we were, we're with Sugar and we see him trying to find Llewellyn and we're watching Llewellyn just barely staying one step ahead. Um, if, if even that, uh, but at the same time, you know, I don't, they don't ever even come face to face. I don't think, you know, they hardly ever even speak to each other, but like once. Um, and I think that's really cool because e- even though we're, you know, most movies would show, you know, these guys, you know, meeting face to face and, you know, oh, I'm going to get you and there'd be this big blowout at the end. It, it, it just totally flips the script on that. Um, I know a lot of people that are that were pissed when they, you know, when we roll up in that hotel room and fucking Josh Brolin's dead. You know, a lot of people are like, what I was one the of them. fuck? Back in, yeah. the, back in the day when I watched it, man, I was like, I was, I'm going to shit a little snot, snot-nosed high school kid. I'm like, this is this is fucking shit. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because we're, we're so we're so like predisposed to a certain, you know, a certain type of movie. Structure. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I, I, I think this movie, I think this movie is fantastic. Um, I, I have not read any Cormac McCarthy. My, uh, Lindsay has, you know, she's an English teacher, so she's actually read, I know she's read No Country for Old Men. I don't know if she's actually read Blood Meridian. She said she fucking loved No Country though. Um, but I, I this, cause this movie, I, for one thing, it, I think to the common like movie goer, I guess, you know, people who are just casual movie watchers, like No Country for old men it's just kind of a weird i mean if because you're you know you're like what the fuck is that about you know like what what the hell does that mean um and i think where most people might be turned away even just from the title um i was just sucked in as like no country for old men like that's that's kind of cool like what is that about and what exactly does that mean you know in in um in relation with this movie um and uh and all in all, I mean, I I, I love this. I, I thought it was great. Um, I don't want to hear any Cable or Thanos jokes for the rest of this episode. Uh, so fuck. so throw throw so throw away your whole fucking Shit. set list. <laughs> so uh, the guy from Sicario. <laughs> yeah right. Oh goddamn it. Um, yeah, but as as I'm as I'm watching this, I'm just like, oh man, there's gonna be so many Cable and Thanos jokes. That'd be so funny. Uh, no, no. If it was if it was Matt Veller on here, then yeah, but... yeah. Just like when they when they when they shoot Brolin, he just uses the time zone and brings himself back. Yeah, uh, but, but um, you know what I am going to bring up? Fucking Red Dead Redemption. Like, how could I not? Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, uh, yeah. How, how's that going, by the way? You liking it? Dude, it's fucking incredible. Like, it's consumed my life. Like, I, I'm, I'm... Can we just, like, end the podcast here so I can go back to playing it? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I'm doing the same thing. I'm actually... I've been... I've gotten back into some Halo 5 and I've been playing, like, Dying Ooh. Light lately. Um, which oh, is, yeah. I, the second one's about to come out, I think. I do, yeah, I, I've been I've been wanting to, like, check it out. But, um, but yeah, just uh, getting back to the thing at hand. Um, <laughs> I, uh... Yeah, like I said, I, I I like this a lot. I think, even though uh, I, I I'd say you know, some movies get a little bit overhyped and it pisses me off. Some of them get you know drastically underhyped and that pisses me off. I think this one is at like seventy five percent peak of its like hype. You know, this movie deserves just a little bit more. Right. Um, I, I, I would say that, <clears throat> I mean, as far as from 2000 to 2010, I, except for maybe like The Dark Knight, I struggle to find movies that I think are like even comparable to this. Um, I, I think that this movie absolutely just crushes it. I mean, especially for, for that time period. Um, <clears throat> because, I mean, anything, I mean, especially from 2000 to 2005, a lot of dog shit movies. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that this thing right. just like blows down. But as you start getting later in that decade, um, I think that, I think there's a lot of strong competitors but it's it's hard to think of anything that can hold up to no country to old men or no country for old men um but yeah i mean you just want to go ahead and jump right into this so i guess it's really our opening thoughts there 
Yeah, man. I, I've actually got one more question because, like, hey, I'm I'm, I'm in a question asking mood yeah. fucking today. Is Anton Chigurh one of the greatest antagonists of all time? Because, <laughs> dude, he's going to be up there, right? Like a year a year after this, we got my favorite antagonist of all time, which is Heath, Le- Heath Ledger's Joker. Mm-hmm. But I, I I honestly think, man, like he's he's smart. He's fucking like he's cunning like he's 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 got the ability to track you down like he's brutal like what do you think like give me your thoughts on anton sugar because like i think he's 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 gonna be the mvp in this movie right oh yeah to choose one yeah absolutely like i mean tommy lee jones is great all all of those guys are great and they come across as extremely real and three-dimensional um the the way that they talk just you know this is very simple you know kind of flat speech is is great um but with i mean i mean not only do you have the voice you know and then that shit that shit is fucking i mean a character in itself um but then you've got just this I mean, every 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 vir- every villain is the hero of their own story, and I, right. I think that he, you know, I, I love what um, uh, Carson Wells, Woody Harrelson says later. He's like, you know, he's got values, values you could say that couldn't be bought by money or drugs or power, you know, and like he can't be corrupted in that way, like a superhero would be. I mean, a superhero would be. I mean, Captain America or. or Superman or somebody, you know, they're incorruptible. You know, they, these are the people like you cannot break their moral codes. And nobody said anything about it being a good moral code. It's just a moral code. And I, and I, and I think he's 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 just great, like especially to the point where like you kind of start questioning like why he's doing why he's even doing the things that he's doing uh and you know one of them you know i'll, I'll get to I'll, I'll point it out here because i even i need help with that i'm like dude i don't understand why he did this um but with his character's interactions you know so so many people would have just you know uh, would have just taken this a completely different way uh, you know and and not gotten so personal about it but it, i don't even think it's that he gets personal about it it's 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 not even personal it's principle he's like it's the principle of the thing he's like i told you i would kill you i told you this is what i what i was going to do what what if i you know he he's really only got his word if he doesn't stick to his word what's what good is he you know um and i th- i think that he does such an incredible job because not only is he um, not not only is he physically terrifying and just intimidating, uh, especially with that haircut, and it's just fucking weird. Um, <laughs> but I mean, you got the voice, you got the hair. I mean, the odd choice in weaponry, um, but I right, mean, the just, weaponry especially. Yeah, but just the just the philosophy of stuff. Because even though he's crazy, and you know he's crazy, and I know he's crazy, he makes just enough sense to get in your head, and like, mm. not that you agree with it, but you understand it. And it's like, God, that is what that is what terrifies me is the fact that like maybe I don't agree with what you're saying, but you actually you're grounded in reality enough for even me to understand it. Like that 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 to me is fucking terrifying. Um, but I. I and part of it, uh, I'm laughing because I'm thinking about, uh, do you watch Bob's Burgers? Uh, no. <laughs> oh, my God. One of their kids dresses up as Anton Chigurh for Halloween. And Ooh, it's so fu- it's so fucking hilarious. It's like a nine-year-old girl going around with an oxygen tank. I was like, dude, that's fucking cool. Um, oh, but, yeah, I, I think I think he absolutely crushes it. I would definitely put him up there. Definitely. Um, I mean, I'd put him up there with Vader. 
Like for sure. Hell yeah. Like the Hell dude, yeah. I put him right. Yeah. I put him right up there with Vader. I know that's like you know sacrosanct, and I know there's like a lynch mob headed for me right now. But <laughs> at, but at the same time, like it's it's just undeniably a crazy. F- and he is like elemental, man. Like he 100%. is terrifying. Like he, he's a force he is, of nature. Yeah, he's yeah. all encompassing. Like that right. is what's fucking scary. He's like a tornado. It's terrifying. Right. All right, let's get into this bitch. Oh, word. Um, well, I mean, we kind of open on this 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 monologue. Uh, well, actually, yeah. before we even get there, uh, if you guys want to check us out, Instagram, Facebook, oh, that's right. Twitter, Ooh. yeah, we, uh, <laughs> we uh, you know, you can find us on Facebook, uh, Midnight Double Feature. We've got the party attached to it called the After Party. It's all one word, and everybody's invited. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at Midnight Double Feature, Twitter at MDF Pod. We're also on uh, YouTube. We've got a lot of. Uh, a lot of, sh- I mean, just a lot of shit going on right now, which is really cool. This, this, this whole, these whole couple months are going to be good to us. We got Red Dead, Bohemian Rhapsody. We got the Alien movie coming out, or not Alien, uh, Halloween movie coming out. Um, and then I'm super excited for that Overlord movie, the produced by J.J. Abrams. That looks fucking yeah. awesome. Uh, Getting so, good reviews, surprisingly. Yeah, I, I think we're we're gonna have a lot of shit kind of coming up, especially with for motherfucking sure. Bohemian Rhapsody, bitch. Um, yeah, we got a, we got a, we got a guest that we. I don't know if you want to reveal it yet, but yeah, oh, we got a guess. Yeah, we're getting we're getting Patrick Harrington, our good friend Patrick Harrington from Married People Watch Movies. Him and his his lovely wife Barb. Um, well, they they both do the show. We're just gonna have Patrick on for our episode. Uh, but he's a huge Queen fan. Uh, I know he's gone and seen the movie already. We both have a great mutual. Any anybody who loves Queen as much as that is a friend of mine. So we hit it off very very well right off the bat. Um, and he's been, he's been really supportive of the show. We love always talking to Patrick and stuff. Um, he's he's just. Uh, he's a great supporter and a uh, good podcaster and he's a good a friend. Us. Yeah, we, yeah we, definitely. We like him a lot here. Um, but yeah, super excited to cover that movie. So next week we're going to be doing a special feature on Bohemian Rhapsody. If you know me and you know the show, you fucking should have seen that shit coming. Uh, <laughs> but um, but su- super, super stoked to talk about that. Um and especially, you know, might be doing a little bit of video game coverage here coming up. I and mean, we've got Black Ops 4 that just came out, Red Dead Redemption. Um, so things are things are starting to heat up. We got a lot of content coming. You know, uh, things things have been things have been good to us lately. So absolutely. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess after that shameless little plug, we can go ahead and jump right <laughs> in the movie. Um, but uh, but I mean, what do you what do you think of this opening? I mean, it's just this monologue of him. But yeah. I mean, what, what do you think? I can't. I'm not going to sit here and recite the whole fucking thing. You know it. I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, you fucking know it. I'm not going to sit here and recite the whole thing. But I was um, I was going to recite a little bit of it. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, dude. Just just because like it's so this this opening is so influential to what the movie is. Like mm-hmm. this is the DNA of the movie. Um, and, and like if you don't get this, then you don't really get a, a lead into what 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 the Coens are actually saying, and what sorry, I guess what what McCarthy's really saying. Um, like like you got Tommy Lee Jones's character, uh, Sheriff Ed Ed Tom Bell, um, just kind of like doing this monologue, and he's talking about um, you know I was a sheriff of this county when I was twenty five. He, he he's reminiscing pretty much, mm-hmm. and a lot of a lot of his character is reminiscing. Like that's that's the entire point of the movie. Like the entire point of the movie to me is. You know the the landscape of crime is changing. Like the things are moving so much faster than this guy can even contemplate. Um, like, like he he would rather he'd rather go back to the old days when he's just dealing with simple crimes and not cartel murders and you know this this Anton Chigurh figure who's like I guess a metaphor for the the way of, of crime just just escalating. Like it's just something that he can't even fathom. You know he can't even get a, a handle on. Um. 
but he talks about how uh you know he he sent he sent a, a, guy, a guy to the to the electric chair for killing a fourteen year old girl. Paper said it was a crime of passion, but he told me there wasn't any passion to it. Um, you know, told me he'd be planning to kill somebody for about as long as he could remember. Said that if they turned him out, he'd do it again. Said he knew it was going to hell. Be there in about fifteen minutes. I don't know what to make of that. I surely don't. Um, right. The crime you see, the crime you see now, it's hard to even take. In, it's hard to take even its measure. It's not that I'm afraid of it. I always knew you had to be willing to die even to do this job, not to be glorious. But I don't want to push my chips forward and and go out and meet some something I don't understand. You can say it's my job to fight it, but I don't know what it is anymore. More than that, I don't want to know. A man would have to put his soul at hazard. He would have to say, okay, I'll be part of this world. Like, dude, that that opening monologue is just outstanding. <laughs> right. He's kind of saying that, <clears throat> I mean, think, uh, I mean, obviously, you know, things ain't like the way, you know, the way they used to be, you know, blah, blah, blah. Well, back um, in my day. Right, exactly. Uh, but at the same time, I mean, you have to be able to, A, not only st- stomach what these people are doing but match match their intensity in a way that i mean i'm not saying match their intensity as in you know you need to start running down the street you know shooting at people and going and you know firing your weapons in public and you know putting people in danger like the criminals do but you have to be able to match their intensity from your side of morality you're gonna have to be able to you know work the late nights and 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 be able to put in the time and 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 um and and be able to be a part of this world, you know. It's it's kind of like um, you need to be a super cop, right? Yeah, it's kind of like you know. It makes me think of like Batman and things like that. You know, like there's you have to be able to match that kind of insanity that these people mm-hmm. do. Um, and it's it's I can see how difficult that would be. Um, I I like. Because it's kind of it's interesting, you know. We've got kind of the good, the bad, and the indifferent. You know, we've got um, we got Tommy Lee Jones, the good. We've got Javier Bardem, the bad, and we've got Josh Brolin as kind of the indifferent. Um, maybe I mean because we're he's he's kind of just our gray area. You know, there are black and whites and grays, um, and I and I think it's great because you have two people like Sugar and and Moss who were, um, or sorry, not Moss, um, the, yeah, or, Llewellyn. No, no, well, no, the, the sheriff's name, uh, Sheriff Bell, sorry. Okay. Um, uh, you have these characters who are kind of um, like Chigurh is, I mean, he is, uh, to say he's ahead of the curve, I mean, I mean, in terms of what it is that he's doing from his standpoint, I guess, of morality, like this guy is willing to do whatever to get the job done, you know, and that's ultimately in this line of work, the guy who wins. Um, you know, Moss is in way over his head. You've got Bell, who is kind of in over his head. I mean, ultimately, this whole ordeal draws him to retire. He's like, dude, I just I just can't keep up with people like that anymore. You know, he's like, it's kind of um, it's like, you know, a mugger takes a purse, you know, it makes sense. You know, you have people just killing someone just because they want to kill someone. Like he's talking about this opening monologue. You just can't wrap your head around it, you know, and it's the world just stops making sense. Um, sure. And, and I, I like the, the way I'll go ahead. I was going to say, I think the way Deacon shoots this whole opening sequence with like the changing landscape, it, it, it definitely mirrors the, the way, you know, crime is like a changing landscape. Everything's just, it, it, there's no stopping it. Like it's just, it's perpetually moving forward. Right, yeah, exactly. And if you if you try to stop and plant your feet, it's just gonna sweep you up. Um and you I mean you have to kind of move with it, you have to adapt, you have to evolve, um, you know, to ride out the storm, so to speak. Um and um there's 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 some things about 
um, especially with Shakur, that some of his motives and stuff, like it, it, one thing in particular, and again, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Um, but uh, like ultimately, I, I thought this movie just did such a great job of being able to show the varying degrees of this of this world. You know, you've kind of got heaven, hell, and earth. You know, you've got people in the middle, people up top, and people down low. And you know, we're we're you know we're just trying to we're we're, we're just kind of trying to figure out exactly um, exactly where everyone stands and exactly what is what is going on um, because I, I think that there's there's a lot of stuff in this because of not the lack of dialogue um, but this this is a smart movie you know this is sometimes a blink and you miss it kind of thing if you're not paying attention um, I think it's I think it's like screenwriting 101 it is show and don't tell um, it, it shows you so much stuff and you just have to keep up with that and if you're not keeping up with it you know you're gonna get lost in the dust and I love those kind of movies though uh, I For think sure. it's I think it's I think it's every film uh, film fanatics wet dream to see a movie like that um but yeah i yeah I, I love that i love that opening monologue uh i i think it's it's crazy because you don't see a lot of movies do that you don't see a lot of movies just start with this and you know, literally start with this just opening monologue um and just you know and just the most plain boring shots in a way you know it, most films it would be like suicide to do something like this but this works out so well because it's kind of the calm right before the storm because we get one of the more violent scenes in the movie, like right off the bat. Fucking um, wild. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like it's, it's one thing to see some shootouts and some, you know, see some people get shot and like quick deaths and stuff. But, um, just, the God, the, I mean, just to jump right into it. Uh, basically we've got sugar who's been, um, you know, we've got sugar who's been picked up by a deputy, uh, do they ever say exactly what it? I mean, he's just been picked up for something along no, the way. They I, don't ever I, really get into it. I don't it. think it's important, yeah. right? Yeah, um, but I mean, just God, it, it's uh, there's a reason why I picked this movie. This was my pick, by the way, um, because we just came off of our... a, a good pick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, don't make me pull out fucking flatliners, dude. I'll do the remake. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I. Uh, but one one thing that I that I liked about this was, um, you know, it's a couple of beats away from being a light horror movie. Um, you know, it's certainly a thriller. You know, it's it's certainly you know butthole clinching. You know, just like oh my god, you know, there's so much shit going on that just makes you, you know, just get your heart pounding. It's it's a cat and mouse kind of. Uh, crime film um but it's it's only a couple of beats away from a horror movie just because i mean this guy is like he's like jason he's like freddy dude he's just this unstoppable force so when you see him stand up and start walking over to the cop you're just like holy shit and he's methodical dude he like waits for him to put yeah. the phone down like he's like see, smart like he he the, the way he like silently maneuvers because he's cuffed from the back right and he, like he has to get his legs over and under Mm-hmm. Uh, like his hands under, like so he can choke this guy out. And dude, the the struggle I have never seen anything like this ever on screen. Like it's not it's not the blood spurting from the neck. It's not the struggle. It's not even his face. It's not even Sugar's face. Like that that scale is like nightmare inducing. But for me, man, it's the shot afterwards after he's like washed his hands. It's the the boot marks 
Yeah, I was gonna say it's it's the feet, man. It's 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 like a it's like a fish oh. out of water. It's really hard to watch. You know, it's like oh Jesus, dude. You know, and <clears throat> you just you're hearing the squeaking, and you're like, what what the hell is going on? When they finally show you, I mean, just the the aftermath of the struggle to survive. Like, oh my god, dude. Like you really start because for me, I'm like I, I I project too hard into these things. I just start really thinking about like God. Imagine you know, the air cutting out and this thing slicing your artery and your feet just kicking like i'm like okay dude that's fucking terrifying i'm gonna check out of that real quick <laughs> um because it's, it's really yeah it's it's fucking it's fucking terrifying dude um and just the the ease with which he does that you know i mean how i mean how willing he is to fuck himself up and fucking just destroy his wrist and and, right. and the lacerations yeah. yeah right yeah um but after uh, you know, after we kill uh, Barney Fife, the deputy, um, which <laughs> do you get that reference? Do you guys have Andy Griffith in a Australia? Okay, a cool. little, a little bit. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, I think it's actually a necessity in the South. We'll get fined if we don't watch it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, this is something that kind of this part always makes me laugh. You know, he kills the sheriff. He you know bandages up his wrist. He hits the road. But then this guy, you know, he pulls him over. And yeah, I, I get it. You know, I would pull over. It's a cop. You know, I'd, you know, I'd be like, hey, what's going on? You know, blah, blah. Just how trusting everyone is. Everyone mm. is extremely patient and trusting. Uh, and I get it. This is a small southern town in the 80s. You know, there's it. You know, you, it's not like today where you'd be highly suspicious, you know, um, you know, and there, there would be no reason to doubt, you know, who this person was. You know, oh, yeah, this is a guy in a cop car. He's a police officer. Um, but just the. It, it always cracks me up where he's like, he's, you know, he's like, step out of the car. And he gets out of the car. Yeah. And he's and his whole place still Yeah, suffer. right. I'm like, dude, I, I mean, as soon as you got that thing near my face, I would just be like, hey, what yeah. the fuck? Get what the, the fuck, 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 fuck you off. Like, get away but from you me. you know what it is? You know what it is? Like, he's so unsettling, but I, 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 I figured out what it was. It's the eye contact. Like, it's the, it's the barely blinking, like, not even, like, distracted by anything surrounding you i'm just staring you in the face like eye contact it, like it's so it's so unsettling but at the same time it's kind of like mesmer mesmerizing like hypnotic right like later when he's talking to the to the to the gas station guy like the gas station attendant the gas station attendant is so unsettled by him but he can't look away like he's just so this is something that he's never seen before. Like he, this guy's got a, a presence, and the reason he's got the presence is because he can't look away. Right? Yeah. It's 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 kind of like look into my eyes. Like it's you, you, <laughs> right. you don't you don't want to look at it, but at the same right. time, this this guy's probably like, who the fuck is this dude? And not know? to mention, like he looks weird. Like he's his hair. Like it's all right. like what the fuck. <laughs> right the hair the the hair the voice i mean a, everything right. especially when you see the oxygen tank because your first thought isn't going to be oh wow this is you know a cattle killer you know it's you're going to think oh what does this guy have some kind of like health problem you know it's right, like, that's that, what I right it's not the first thing that you think of um but either but way it's it's so memorable like the the, the weapon is is so fucking memorable because i've never seen it in any other movie or any other movie since like it's it's crazy Right. the the only The only time I can think of any movie even using something like this is the new It movie because it's literally it's a cattle. Ah, right. yeah, it's a, yep. literally a cattle yep. killer. Um, but um, 
but basically, uh, after we get our introduction to Shigur, we're introduced to uh, Llewellyn Moss, who's played by the incredible Josh Brolin, everything from the Goonies to Sicario, Avengers. This guy has been in fucking everything, uh, right? killing it. He's just had a revival in the last like few years, yeah. dude. And he's like, he's in this McConaughey, like Matthew McConaughey, whatever <laughs> McConaughey kind of thing. Yeah, Brolin but like he 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 brings such a he brings such a great sort of gravitas to his roles. Like like. I, and, and look, I've beaten it to death, but Sicario is my favorite fucking movie of all time. But he's, like I said, he's overshadowed in that movie by Del Toro. But the second movie, the sequel, while the movie isn't as strong, um, that's that's totally Josh Brolin's movie. Like, like he commands that scene, like, he commands every scene he's in. Uh, like, he, play, he plays this kind of, like, spook, like, this government agent who's kind of, like, a, um, he has, like, crazy motivations, but, like, He's um he commands every scene that is in and like I I can even like argue as Thanos man like like you're you're kind of like stealing the the show from people like Robert Downey Jr. and Captain America like like obviously you're this big giant CGI creature but like it, it you totally see like Brolin under there like uh, at least I do like you know what no I mean? for sure especially I mean especially in the in the eyes and you know just the face and right. I mean obviously the face is about the only real part of him but right. um. But there's but, um, this is oh no were you, were you gonna talk more about Brolin I was gonna oh yeah I was just gonna say his his voice like there's yeah. something there's uh, uh, like I this mean drool yeah I mean it's, it's especially a Stanos but in this you know to take you in that back room and screw you you know he's he's got this <laughs> I mean and this this is just for my own personal thing I don't know what's the farthest south that you've been in the states <sighs> um. Probably Washington. Oh, okay, cool. So not like like, like I, I've never been in 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 the middle. I've been on the on the coast. Like the closest to the middle I've been is Vegas. Okay, cool. Well, you know, yeah. <clears throat> um, I I think that I I, I you know, I've never been to Texas. I've never I've never you know I've there. I've met plenty of people from Texas. I've got family members that actually do uh, that that have picked up and moved there. But these guys are so fucking believable like i i, I like and I, <clears throat> I said this before when you and danny and i did collateral and we talked about jamie fox in that movie like he is so believable i feel like i've worked with that guy at some point and the these guys are so believable like Llewellyn moss like i can think of five guys at work that are just like this dude a hundred percent just like this dude and he uh, he is so real and lived into me. yeah yeah he absolutely does especially with <clears throat> with the scene that's coming up as he's hunting you know he's got the rifle on the boot you know he's he's proficient um, I mean, I, I, I don't get the whole picking up the shells thing. I guess that's just like a, like, I, I, I never really got that. Like, I don't know if that's just like a, you just don't leave your shells out for whatever reason. Yeah, I'm I guess a, he just doesn't want to fucking litter or something. I don't know. Right. I'm not a big gun guy. I was never in the military. I don't, I don't really know. Um, but, uh, but yeah, basically we see him out there hunting. Um, you know, you miss this is the part that I was going to mention, uh, with, especially with Red Dead. Uh, and I'm going to bring up Rockstar Games again, um, unfortunately. <laughs> but, you know, it's it's just going to happen. Um, this, because, <laughs> like, Red Dead, a big part of it is hunting. And when you go out to hunt deer, <laughs> like, when he's, when Moss is, like, aiming through the, the scope and, like, he's he's got it, like, right on the neck. I'm like, I did this yesterday in a game. <laughs> <laughs> like, because, like, Red Dead makes it a, a point. It's like, you either got to shoot it in the head or the neck. You don't want it to suffer. And, right. dude... It's so, so heartbreaking when you accidentally shoot the deer, like, because it's so realistic. You shoot the deer 
and it doesn't die and you take your horse and you rock up to the deer and it's making this fucking noise like it doesn't get out. Yes. Oh, it's so dude. heartbreaking, man. Yeah. But yeah, that's my Red Dead little fucking side. <laughs> Yeah. Th- this this show brought to you by Rockstar Game. No, I'm just kidding. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> we're, we're not we're not being paid, but uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> but yeah, basically, um, you know, we we see him kind of hunting and uh, misses a shot, but you know, obviously, we can tell that he's you know he is proficient with a weapon. Uh, we learn later he's got a military background. He's in Vietnam. Um, he can track. Right. Yeah, and he's got this great great strong silence about him uh which i i just think it's fantastic i think it's one of his best attributes is um you know he just he gets so much across without saying hardly anything um just by body language i mean the tone of his voice um <clears throat> but uh yeah you know after he goes i guess he's going to track the deer that's where he that's where he sees yep. this this dog that has no earthly business being right. out in the middle of this place it looks like one of satan's lap dogs it's like dude this dog has <laughs> a pit bull with clipped ears like like dude this this has no earthly fucking like business out here uh but he tracks it back to um uh, this horrible drug deal gone wrong and i, I love what a you know just these happenstance things in movies where people just happen across things like this right. I, I fucking love that right. shit dude this I think is it's great this is this is the second and last time i'll bring up rockstar games like this <laughs> <laughs> did you play grand theft auto 5 fuck yeah okay so there is you know in that game when there's like you're driving along and there's like a random moment like someone will flag you down or something yeah yeah um there's heaps of those in red dead by the way but like anyway so as you're driving along in this sort of desert part of the of the city, because I think it's north or some shit, you happen along this scene. Like, there, it is literally, everything is meticulously detailed. The bodies are on the floor. The bodies are in the car. There's one guy, actually, like, his head is, like, on the, on the, on the, on the steering wheel, like, it's honking the horn. So you rock up to this crazy scene, and, like, you know it's from Red, uh, No Country, because, like, there's a red pickup truck, like there is in this. Um... And you walk down the hill and there's a guy kind of like dying slowly and he's like, please don't take the money, don't take the money. And you walk up to him and there's fucking $25,000. It's crazy, dude. It's such a Holy crazy, shit. like, yeah, it, it's like a, it's just, it's literally this scene and you drive off. Like it, it's, 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 it's amazing. It's just so well done. It's crazy. I've played, I'm on my second playthrough of that game and I've never come across that shit. <laughs> I can tell you exactly where it is off air. It's near that fucking army base. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah Zancudo yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, um, but yeah, sorry, I spent too much time chasing Bigfoot and Grand Theft Auto V trying to figure <laughs> out if that was real or not. Um, but, but, um, but yeah, this is, I mean, uh, some of my favorite parts of the movie because, um, you know, we see the bodies everywhere. Something's gone horribly wrong. Um, you know, I, we, we find the heroin first, you know, agua, agua, you know, this guy asking for agua. Yeah. Um, and uh, this guy, I mean, this guy ends up being the whole reason why the movie even starts getting moved right. forward. Um, except for, I mean, they really wouldn't have been able to find him, I guess, except for the tracker. Um, but in a way, this guy kind of saves his life because the guilt brings him back. And, you know, kind of like when we can get into that, I don't want to get too, too far ahead. 
But I think that this guy kind of saves him in a way because he comes back out of guilt. And had he, you know, he comes back and he's like, okay, cool. So he he gets separated in a way, but it's good that he gets separated because he's able to realize, oh, shit, they can track me even even if I hadn't gone back. Like, he understands that now from them chasing him this whole time. Um, but either way, you know, this is uh, a great scene. You know, <laughs> agua, agua, I told you I ain't got no water. Yeah, you know, like, right. <laughs> I fucking love that shit, dude. I, I love that. I love that Llewellyn is like, you can you can see the 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 cog spinning in his head, but he's he's unfazed by it. Like he's seen violence before. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um. You know, he just he understands the nature of this. Like he he gets it. Um. Ain't no lobos. Yeah. Right. What what is lobos? Is that wolves? Uh, I wolf. Think? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Uh. Yo yo hablo un poquito español, but pero no mucho. Um. I, I oh, speak fuck. a little. I speak a little bit of Spanish, but not much. <laughs> oh, dude! All I did was Google Lobo. So I'm like, <laughs> that's all I did. The, the, that's like that time. What episode you started? Reg- you started just speaking Italian. And I was like, what the fuck? Um, <laughs> He's speaking in tongues. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but basically, you know, I love that. You know, Ultimo Ombre. You know, trying to figure out where the last man standing was. Uh, tracks him to the tree and watches that motherfucker die. Yes, I like. I, yeah. I, I love. I love how how much time the Coens take with these kind of moments. Yes. Like, it's in my head, dude, when I went to watch this again last night, I thought this was a two and a half hour movie, but it's not. It's just because, like, we get a lot of these, like, drawn out scenes. Like, it's it's a two hour movie. It's very tight. Um, But we get a lot of these, like, drawn out scenes where it just takes its time. It takes its time, follows this character, doesn't spoon feed you. Like, we see everything the character sees, like you said, show, don't tell. Um, and man, like, I love, I love this, this scene with the, where, where he sees him, like under the tree. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Just checks his watch, looks back, dude's head's just slumped over. He's like, all right, going back, you know, going over there. Um, and I love, you know, he takes the pistol, you know, and finds the finds the money and his reaction when he finds the money, just, yep. Mm hmm. You know, it just kind of like because <laughs> right. he he fucking knows because he suspected it, right? Yeah, yeah. He suspected that, it already. That's, yeah. that's like the whole reason that he's out here. You know, he's like, dude, I know, I mm-hmm. I know that this that this shit is out here somewhere. You know, I would have rolled up on that thing and be like, uh, the fuck out of here, dude. Like, no way. Um, but um, I, I gotta ask you at this point, would you take the money? I was gonna ask you the same thing, and I I wouldn't. I'm just gonna be honest. Like, I <laughs> I I would. I'd think it through. Like, look at the fucking scene that mm-hmm. just happened down there. Like, I, I, I don't, I don't think I would. And like, it, it, it'll be stupid to think that, like, you know, this money's not marked, which it is. Um, you know, these Mexicans didn't tell anyone else that they were coming to this deal. Like, like these guys have bosses. Like, it's not. There, there are far-reaching consequences, and I think th- this is obviously what this movie's about. Like, it's all about consequences and things like that, and fate, mm-hmm. and you know. Um, so I, dude, I, I really wouldn't, you know, I, I think well, how much is in there? Two million, I think he says, mm-hmm. um, like that's a crazy amount of money. That's a life, life changing amount of money. But- Especially ni- 1980, two million, right. you know, we're Fucking, talking like what, right. like probably like six or seven today. Right. Exactly. Um, and it's just, yeah, I don't know if I'd do it. Well, what about you? I don't think I would. I, I, the, my first reaction is fuck yeah. Um, but then, <laughs> I mean, I part of me is just thinking logistically. It's like, man, you know, I don't know. Again, like you said, this money could just be counterfeit. You don't. Maybe that's what the whole fight is about. The fact that they're like, hey, 
this is bullshit. You know, even later when he starts flipping through the stacks, it goes from hundreds to like ones really ones. fast. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, dude, so maybe that's what they started getting pissed about. Like, I don't really know. I'm at well, least I, taking a stack, dude. I'm fucking that, for sure taking a stack. That's what I was going to say. I'd, <laughs> I'd, take, I'd take a stack or two and then I'd report it to the police. Right. You know what I mean? I'd be like, I'd be like, oh, I found this much. <laughs> right. You like roll up to the police station and be like, and uh, there was $40,000 missing. Do you know what happened? And you have like a fur coat and a top hat and like a grill yeah. and like a Rolls Royce. Oh, it was pretty windy that day. Maybe it fucking flew off. Yeah, right. Um, and you literally like get in a jetpack and like, <laughs> like fly off. Um, See ya. But um, but yeah, I, I I don't know. I don't I don't. Part of me is like, no, I really don't think I would. But it's the man, you know, working 40, 50 hours a week and waking up at four o'clock in the morning. You see two million dollars sitting in front of you. You're like, I don't know. I was like, I mm. might. You know, I I could do a lot with help. Give me ten grand of that, dude, and I can get a lot of shit done. Like I'd be right. totally fucking cool with that. Right. Um, um, we made Carla Jane. Mm-hmm. What do you think of uh, Carla Jane? I, uh, I I like her a lot. I'm I'm used to this actress from Train Spotting. Uh, uh, I, I yes. haven't really seen her in a shit. Kelly Kelly McDonald. Um, yeah, she's British as shit. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, I haven't really seen her in a whole lot else. Uh, she's gorgeous. I've, dude. I've only seen her in Harry Potter. Yeah, she's in the final Harry Potter movie. Um, oh, yeah, really? but she's, she's yeah, she's definitely gorgeous. She's she's great in this man, especially in that last scene. Oh like, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry. I thought you. I thought you meant the last scene, like the scene before this. I was like, uh, <laughs> dude, she hasn't. She hasn't been in any other scenes. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I, their chemistry is just absolutely great because right. I think on the surface, someone might think that this is just a dead end thing, and they kind of hate each other and blah blah. You know, I, I I don't think that. I think that you know they've probably gone through some rough stuff. They both work 40, 50 hours a week. They live in a trailer. You know, in Texas. You know, they're they're not. No, I mean it's not like they're we're in the money, you know. It's not like they're it's <laughs> it's not like they're just like living it up. Um, but they, you know what I love? Hmm. Where'd you get that pistol at the getting place? Yeah, <laughs> dude, that's what I'm talking about. That that speak, and you know, I I know that fucking um, I, I I know that plenty of people who are listening to this, you know, they're from the south, can probably attest to how 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 much people really do like talk like that, especially older people. Now, not so much, but older people, like there's this yeah. insanely cool way of talking that, and and some of them, you know, some of them, you know, they can't they can't fucking string along two sentences together. You know, I work with plenty of people like that, but there's this Cle- kind of Cletus the slack jawed yokel, right? Yeah, <laughs> like Cletus the slack jawed yokel. <laughs> um, yeah, um, but at the same time, a lot of these guys they're good at bullshitting. They're really good at bullshitting with other people, you know, at work or, uh, you know, at, at church and shaking hands and saying hello and blah blah blah, you know, and 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 stuff like that. Like I, I, I like I, I went to a small church growing up in the middle of the South, maybe a hundred people record attendance ever, uh, and these people <laughs> were so good at this kind of talk of of just polite bullshitting, funny chit chat kind of thing, um, and not too serious but not too funny. Like I, I don't I don't really know how to. Ex- explain it but it's this great kind of like southern like the southern jive kind of thing of of being able to keep conversations right. uh and, and it's 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 just kind of like a southern hospitality kind of thing like a southern charm that yeah. appear, apparently we're so known for i don't yeah, know yeah we, we we talked about it in django right like because that's what leonardo's character on the surface as right um but yeah i, I do love their like interplay <laughs> um you keep running that mouth. I'm going to take you in the back and screw you. Big talk. Just keep it up. 
fine. I don't want to know. I don't even want to know where you've been all day. That'll work. Yeah, dude, that'll work. I, I love that, man. Um, right. Good stuff. But, um, but yeah, you know, we see him hiding the, uh, I'm just going to call it an MP, MP5K from Call of Duty. That's, yeah. that's the best thing I yeah. know it is. Yeah, have. pretty much. Um, but it also, I, I don't want to skip past that because it also implies the guilt. It also implies the fact that you know how wrong it is what you're doing. Like you, you can't be as much as we want to keep him above these people, and he is to some degree. Like he's also in this. He's maybe he's not a card carrying member of this club, partially, but he, but, yeah, but he, partially but, complicit in it, right? Right. It's like, dude, you're you're not a member, but you're at the fucking meeting for sure. Yeah. You know. Um. <laughs> but um. But that's when you know we get him waking up in the middle of the night, and just again, he's. It's always like he's talking to himself. He just. All right, yeah. you know, and gets out right. and just goes for it, and I think that's great. I I love that. Um, just this so God, so many people I know like this. Just this strong, silent kind of guy. Um, but uh, you know, waking up and filling up the water, you know, and, and taking it out to the guy. Hey, that dude is fucking dead, man. Like it's been twelve right. hours since you've been out it's, there. It, it's fucking like. It's 4 a.m. Um, I'm yeah, sure I'm, the coyotes got to him. I'm passing this dude on the way to work, and he's fucking going out there and, right. and trying to get this guy water. I'm like, right. what the fuck is wrong with you, dude? That guy's sure dead as shit. I'm sure there are vultures circling and shit. Like, yeah. yeah, right. Um, but uh, I mean, but it also, you know, you 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 do. It gives you something to kind of like. Okay, well, he's not a terrible person, you know. It gives you, it gives him a little yeah. bit more of the um, if you know a he's little bit more attachment. Right, he's starting to turn towards Sith, but now he's starting to get a couple more <laughs> points towards Jedi. Um, you know, but uh, but yeah, I I, and I love the scene with you know. If I don't come back, tell mother I love her, Llewellyn. Your mom's dead. You know, and uh, like I fucking love that. I don't know why he's. It's like he forgot his mom was dead, or is that just you know? I I don't know. It, does he is he well aware of that? You know, and he's like, yes, I know she's dead. This should imply that maybe I'm not coming back, kind of thing. Um, but I love. He's like, well. Hell, I'll tell her myself then. You know, and walks off. Um, but I, I, I love this. This next scene it has one of the best shots of the movie for me. Uh, you know, he rolls up. He's got the water. <clears throat> parks his truck. Turns, turns his shoulder. One truck. Goes mm-hmm. back to what he's doing. You know, turns around. Two seconds later, two trucks. And I was like, oh, oh. God. And you can and, literally. And silhouettes, right? You can right. see, like, people. Uh, and, and I mean, and literally seeing the car, just like you can hear them slashing the tires and, you know, you yep. see the car like deflating down. It's like, oh, shit. Um, but um, but yeah, this, I mean, an epic, <clears throat> epic fucking chase. These guys. Holy shit. I mean, the, like, yeah. just just all the lights on the truck. I was like, dude, these guys are fucking ready for this shit, man. Right. Uh, and I, I absolutely love but, that. This is totally uh, the hunting party. Right. I was going to say, man, like. <laughs> They just start shooting at him, and like you, you don't hear the the first gunshot. Like you see, you see Llewellyn run away, and you just see the dirt just like spike up, like just the bullet like hit him like right right next to him. Right, and I'm like, holy fuck, these guys are, they're not gonna even ask like questions. Like they're just gonna start firing. Right, it's like, dude, if this guy's out here, you know, it's like because he. Again, he understands. They all understand the nature of what's going on. It's like, dude, you wouldn't be out here at three o'clock in the morning unless you yeah. had some some kind of dirty pool with this, you know. Right. Um, can we uh, can we talk about the dog? 
<laughs> oh fuck yeah, dude! I mean, it it, it 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 does make me sad about the dog because it I'm does. just like I would have loved if the dog ran up and at the last second he just threw down the gun. It was like <laughs> and just started like tickling the dog and play with him. I don't but, I don't want to go past the shot of him running and the lightning in, in the distance. Totally not oh, yeah. not digital. Just a fucking great great. Oh really? Be, oh. Uh, I, I believe just a beautiful mistake that happened, and I'm like, oh, that's fucking amazing. That's fucking gravy, dude. Amazing. But yeah, before uh, before Moss dives into the river, he fucking cops a a, 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 a buckshot right to his to his left uh, elbow, uh, fucking whatever shoulder blade. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, man, he dives into the, he dives into the river, and like this this scene is so like drawn out, but I, I love it because it's just so because what the what the Coens do, man, they create tension. But it, it's not like you know the music is like spiking, and you know the way it's shot is like crazy it's more about like just things happening on screen like everything is like in camera mm-hmm. and you just see the dog like paddling its way oh you're like oh shit it's gonna get him it's 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 literally gonna get him and dude i, I love i love like brawling here man like he he takes like takes a slide off blows into it and fucking bang straight into the abdomen yeah, like right. Oh my god! Like <clears throat> seconds before this thing is about to turn your face into spaghetti. Um, right. and, and, and anytime a dog dies in a movie, I, I cry a little. Um, yeah, I mean, like it, it kind of makes me sad. Is I am legend. Yeah. yeah, right. But the whole. I mean, I, the first thing I thought when he walked up on the scene, I was like, God damn! I guess all dogs do go to heaven. Fuck, dude! Like, <laughs> <laughs> like Jesus. Um, but uh, but yeah, we see him, you know, pulling the slugs out of his shoulder, making shoes out of t-shirts. It's like, dude, in in, in like another reality, Josh Brolin should have played John Rambo in First Blood. Like that would have been <laughs> fucking awesome. Um, I'll be there for the reboot. Hell yeah, dude. I wouldn't mind that one goddamn bit, dude. You no, tell me Josh no. Brolin's the new Rambo, I'm fucking there, man. I'm like, in, hell yeah. You know what? Fucking Josh Brolin for every role ever. I'm down. Yeah, right. Josh Brolin as Marty McFly. Um, <laughs> Doc, Doc, we got to get back to 1985. <laughs> that would be so good. Uh, just, just, just Josh, just Josh Brolin, be like, "Hey, homie, is that my briefcase?" You know, <laughs> like just lines some shit. Oh, that'd be so fun. I think. Oh my god. I, I think we're gonna need a bigger boat. <laughs> oh. Hi, hey, welcome back to Midnight Double Feature, and this is called Josh Brolin's Graggly Ass Voice. Um, <laughs> I fucking I, I, I love it though, man. I mean, because I don't, I'm not a big fan of like tough guys in movies, you know, but he is such a believable tough guy. Like he is. Like mm. I don't, I don't mind. He's not, he's not the ultimate badass. He's not, he's not unstoppable. He's been fucking shot already. Like it's like, dude, this yeah. guy is in some deep shit. Right. Um, but um, but yeah, the, we get this, the gas station scene. Yes. Oh, my God. Um, I actually had a friend, an uh, actor friend of mine named Jesse, who met this guy who was behind the counter. He actually oh. he, he got to talk to him and he was like, so what did he's like, what was going on the whole time? He's like, oh, the Cohen brothers are just like <clears throat> they're like 10 feet behind them behind like a little rack and they're just like squatting down and they weren't watching anything. They were listening. He's like, they just sat there and listened wow. the whole time. And I was like, wow, that's fucking cool. Amazing. So, uh, yeah, I was, I was, I'm fortunate enough to have some friends that have, that have done like a few acting things, uh, and have met some really cool people and have some really cool stories. That's just like one of them. Um, but I, I, I fucking, I thought that was so cool. They listen, they didn't sit there and, you know, and you can, again, the audio in this, I mean, there's only like 16 minutes of actual score in this movie, I think. Um, 
And I, what what really kills me, I mean, is it's really the way that the people talk and they're extras. The way they cast extras, the Coen brothers, there if there should be an award for an Oscar for best extra best casting. Extra. Dude, these people mm. crush it. Every single one of them, from a brother right. Arthur to Fargo, all of their extras just crush this shit. Um and I wouldn't, I wouldn't even really, I guess you'd call this guy just kind of like an extended extra or like a featured extra, I guess. I don't know, just like no, a small just a, bit, bit Just role. a little, yeah, a little cameo. But I mean, but dude, what business is, is it of yours when I'm from friendo? Yeah, he's a friendo. Fuck. I'm like, holy shit, dude. Um, just the way that guy talks is so good. He's like, we raised a family there in Temple. <laughs> yeah, so, so nice, dude. Like, so kind, you know, like, just, just. Just so kind. Everybody is so soft spoken and just like patient, right. you know. Um, right, patient. But, yeah. But I, I, I love. Um, I mean, this whole scene you can just talk about for days. You know, uh, basically sugar. You know, sixty nine cents for the peanuts. You're getting gas from where you're coming from. What business yours? Where I'm from. Uh, you know, and just slowly. I mean, we're ratcheting up the intensity. But this guy has no idea. I mean, he doesn't really it's have tension. any. Right. Yeah. He doesn't have any idea until he's just like, you know, and, and he's like, well, it's just passing the time. If you don't want that, well, I don't know what to tell you. Um, you know, the guy's voice is, is so great. He, This guy could put me to sleep like that. Like that <laughs> motherfucker could knock me out, man. Um, Lin- Lindsay walks into your room one day and this guy's reading you a fucking storybook and you're yeah, tucked right. into bed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just like just like a little nightcap on. Um <laughs> But um, but yeah, you know, uh, I don't. What time do you close? Now we close now. Now is not a time. What time do you close? <laughs> around dark, generally around. It's like oh. fucking two thirty in the afternoon, dude. <laughs> right. And you're I trying to tell him. Yeah, you're trying to tell him. <laughs> you have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, basically, I, why does I? I don't understand the motivation to kill this guy. I don't know if it's just because he's annoyed by him. I, I mean, and I don't want to get too far down the rabbit hole of Shigur, but I do think that he, I mean, he kind of views all of these other people as insects in a way. He's right. just kind of I, like, what, what, what are you? Why are you doing this? You know? Right. I, I completely agree. And like, I kept on comparing him to the Joker. The Joker wants chaos and anarchy. Um, and I, I feel like Shigur, like while he's a bit more methodical than the Joker, he kind of wants that too, in a way. Like he does, he's got like no regard for human life. Um, like everything, like, like you, like you said, man, he's a force of nature. He just comes in, does his shit and goes home. Like, like he, he's kind of like Michael Myers in that way. Yeah. Um, like, except, you know, he can't go home, but, but like, still, <laughs> like, uh, like it's just, it, it's so, it's it's crazy because like this is such a unique villain, um, and it's so hard to get a handle on him. And I think that's what half of this movie is about. Like uh, like half of it is like literally the audience, the Coens, like like provoking the audience and being like, try and try and figure out this guy. Try and let's see if they can figure him out. Like because like he's just he's such an enigma. Right. Yeah. I I think that I disagree in a and agree at the same time with that like i believe he wants disorder and chaos in the way that things are now but i think that he has a, he he does he obviously has a moral code he obviously has you know like some um yeah you know, he's he's got his he's got his virtues that that are un, that are incorruptible he's like he can't be bought he can't be you know he can't be bribed he can't be stolen you know he can't be destroyed um you know, it, you just, even, by the way, you just you just quoted the Dark Knight. I know. I just I realized it about halfway into it. I, was like, I know. I've, I feel like I've said this before. Uh, but, uh, you know, it basically, you know, but I, I think that he wants.
wants, I think that he wants the way that things are now, you know, kind of like crushed down because I could see him being like, what only what does happen can happen. He's like, we're not going to sit here and act like we have all this valor and, and all this other stuff. He's like, we're, you know, he's like, we're animals. And, you know, we're, we are, we are, you know, that's basically all that we are. And he's like, um, and I think that there's something about his moral compass that's really interesting to me because he does, I mean, he has pride. Like, he is a fucking professional. Like, he is good at his job. Like, he's, it's crazy, you know, because he's, he's just, he's just sane enough to make it through the day of dealing with people. Um, um, but at the same time, you know, could you imagine like what this guy would be like if he picked up some chick at a bar? You know, it's like, holy shit. I couldn't imagine what this guy would be like once you got him back to the hotel. Like this dude would be fucking terrifying. Um, but I, I think that there's something about him that's so great because he, I mean, in a, in a society where people hold his, his kind of values and his kind of virtues, um, uh, the same way that he holds them, you know, he would be, you know, he would be top dog, you know, he would be this awesome, uh, you know, he would be like the alpha dog in this kind of thing, but he's so, I don't know. His whole thing is, it's just kind of luck and chance. And what, what do you really make of it? Uh, and that, that does get challenged at the end. And I really, really like that. And we can cross that bridge when we come to it. Um, but we, we kind of see a little bit of that here, you know, where he's, I, I guess he, he wants to kill the dude just cause he starts getting annoyed, you know, cause he's like, you know, you, right. oh, oh, so you married which into what, it. <laughs> yeah. Which is what, which is what Carson Wells says later. Like if you inconvenience him or if you kind of annoy him, like he'll just, you know, he'll he'll fucking hurt right. You. It's like swatting uh, but, a fly, right? And there's one thing that I do want to mention here as well that I don't want to go past. I feel like Sugar, either he envies normal life or he hates it because I say like he hates that shit. Yeah, yeah. Because like, like I'm 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 coupling it up with the scene later when he's sitting in the couch and watching, like, sort of like looking at the TV and he's kind of like contemplating it. Um. But here, like, he kind of does, he chokes when he, like, hears um, the guy, uh, you know, you know, talks about his wife and um, how he's been here for so long. But he chokes after that, like, after hearing about this guy's, like, normal life. Like, what, See, do you, what do you think about that? I took it as him just being like, wow, you, you could marry into anything and you married into this gas station. Like, it's kind mm. of like, I think he looks at it like it's pathetic. Like um, pathetic, yeah. Like he, like he pities him. Right. And I mean, he even says, he's like, so you married into it. And he's like, I mean, if you won't look at it that way, I don't have any way of looking at it. That's just the way that it is. I'm like, holy shit, dude. Like, like that. You I do mean, it so well. No, thank you. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know if you're doing Anton Chigurh or Buffalo Bill. Oh, yeah. Put some lotion in the fucking basket. Lord, you uh, fuck me. I'd fuck me. Um, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I, I really, I, <laughs> I really like, um, uh, now I'm now god damn it now I'm all I'm thinking is like Anton Chigurh is like a phone <laughs> sex operator. <laughs> but what is the That's most fine. what is the most you would play you would pay for a blowjob? Um <laughs> but but uh but god damn it I'm going to have that stuck in my head just like bits bit after bit. But it but this this whole scene is is so great. I think this is one of the I mean, probably this most standout scene in the movie, to be honest. I mean, it's the, it's the most memorable. It's the most quotable of this movie. But it's uh, also know. one of the most that you, you kind of learn the most about Chigurh. Like, you right. learn a lot about him in this interaction. 
Right. He's saying, you know, the coin, you know, it's been traveling however many years, like 22 years to get here, uh, you know, and, he, and here it is, you know, so you have to call it. You know, I have to I have to know what I stand to win. You stand to win everything. Call it. You know, it's like, holy shit, man. You know, but the guy has no idea. You know, you get this wrong. This dude's going to come and blow your brains out. Like, my right. only question is, you know, he flips it, says he gets it right. And boom. You know, see you later. You know, don't put it in your pocket. You know, don't put it in your pocket. It'll just become another it'll just or, you know, it'll get lost and just become another quarter. Which, Which it is. It is. <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh shit, dude. Uh, fucks but, with him. But I love what uh, I love what Carla Jean says at the end. She's like, that quarter doesn't have anything to do with it. It's you. Yeah, She's like, it's exactly. you. So like, I mean, I guess that this dude, even you know, he could say, you know, oh, if it's heads, I'll let him go. But if it co- pops up tails, he's just gonna shoot him. He'd just be like, nah, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's it's yeah. tails, whatever. You know what, man? We've brought it up before, but fucking Dark Knight doesn't he remind you of Two Face with the coin? And kind like, of. When, when, like, when Two Face, when the coin burns, um, like, Two Face has the the two sort of like options. But like, like when he's Harvey Dent, like both sides are the same, and it's Harvey Dent making the decision. Like, it's not the coin. Like, it's actually him, like, deciding, like, I'm gonna do this, but I'm gonna flip a coin just to make it look sort of dramatic. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, he's like, I've already made up my mind, kind of thing. Right. Um. Oh, and I don't want to go past, I'm sorry, I skipped past this. Uh, after Brolin gets home, you know, and tends to his wounds, he sends Carla Jean to Odessa to be with her mother. Um, that's after, that's after this scene. Oh, is it after it? Sorry. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, that's, that's, that's right here, right where we are now. Okay, cool. Well, yeah, yeah actually, never mind then. That's what I meant to do. Um, but, <laughs> sure. um, yeah, sure, fuck it, whatever. Um, but the, uh, the thing that I, the thing that I find really interesting that it, I don't, I don't quite understand. Why does he shoot these two guys to bring him out into the desert? Because <laughs> yeah, is it because they hire like uh, uh, you know yeah. is is it because they hire somebody else? Um, you know, I, I don't I don't understand. So, do these two work for the DEA? I I don't know. I assume that they work for the company that Stephen Root, you know, the guy he runs right. into the office and shoots in the face. Which, I, by the way, is hilarious that Stephen Root yes, is in this as well. I fucking dude. I mean, what God? We're we're starting like another to get, dramatic role, right? Yeah, Stephen Root is starting to become like the Richard Jenkins of this podcast. Like he's right, just going to start exactly. popping up. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't I don't really understand why he shoots these two guys. I don't know if it's <sighs> just because I, I mean, don't know either. I think it's just more. <sighs> Well, I can see it from like the Cohen brothers' standpoint. Like, we're gonna make this guy fucking like crazy. Number one, like, mm-hmm. like these are obviously two authority types. But number two, I think it might be also like he wants no witnesses. I because I think some of it, man. Like, I think some of it he wants the money for himself. You think so? Because I was wondering about that. You know, is is this is is this just his um is is this his point where he's like, listen, I know that if I if I take this money and run, they're probably not gonna send anybody after me. I'm fucking Anton Chigur. You know, he's like, dude, right. I'll fucking obliterate you. You know, like right. I actually did, I heard something funny Ted Nugent said the other day. He said you know who Ted Nugent is? Uh barely. Uh, a, a, yeah. a musician, but he, he said, I'm okay. sorry, this is so random, but he was like, mm-hmm. I, he's like, I will fucking, he's like, I will fucking eat you and your family tree and shit out sawdust. Like this, <laughs> this, this dude, <laughs> this dude would eat your fucking family That's tree wild. and shit out your sawdust. Like he knows they're not going to send anybody after him. So it wouldn't surprise me if he does take the money, but I'm pretty sure in the novel, he is just hired by somebody and he delivers the money at the end of the novel. I think ah. I, haven't, I haven't read it. It's just, that's just something I read off the internet. So to, yeah, obviously it's true, but. 
Um, I don't know. I just have a, I, I have like a feeling like he kills these two kind of like a no witnesses sort of situation. He goes and kills Stephen Root. Um, like, although he like kills Stephen Root because, you know, he, he gave the Mexicans a transponder. Right. That, that like, I understand. Like, I, yeah. He got somebody I, else I, involved. Right. I also kind of think it might also lend to a, a no witnesses situation. I don't know. I don't know. Because like, look, like Sugar kills these two. He kills Stephen Root. He kills Brolin. He kills uh, Carson Wells. Like, like there is no one to tie him to this money. Right. Yeah. I. I that, that's that's the only thing that that threw me off. Is I mean, because but somebody knows that he's been hired. Even if he shoots these two guys, like I mean, they're just the ones driving him out there. Like somebody else is probably somebody else is probably put. Um, you know, somebody else has probably, uh, you know, put the hit out. Um, it I, definitely I, is a, a, a crazy sort of rabbit hole question. Right, yeah. Um, if, and if anybody's got an answer, please email us. Let yeah, us know. fucking send us. Yeah, put it on Facebook. I, I want to know people's thoughts because this is uh, it's a challenging part of the movie, but I think it's done intentionally. Um, but, yeah, this scene is crazy, man. Just the way he executes these two. Yeah, just wow. fucking shoot, shoots one guy in the chest, shoots the other one in the head, uh, and then that's pretty much that. I mean, he just, you know, he, he gets, gets the, the transponder. Yeah, and he gets the VIN number off of uh, Llewellyn's plate, truck. Yeah. Um, mm. And then after that, we're kind of introduced. Oh, please. Yeah. Uh, is this is this where we're first introduced uh, for the, I mean, for the real first time to, to Bell? Uh, to to yeah. We've, we've yeah. heard the monologue, but we haven't seen him yet. Uh, yeah. I fucking Melting love- Melting candle. Yeah, I fucking love Tommy Lee Jones. Just like a sad pumpkin, you know. It's like this. This guy is. This guy is fucking great. Um, See, I um, I've been I've been doing like re listens to Hey Do You Remember's podcast, and I was listening to uh, Men in Black, and like it just kind of inspired me to watch Men in Black again. And I watched Men in Black before I watched this movie. <laughs> and, like, he's he's so silly in Men in Black, and he's so silly in this. I'm like, do you ever smile? <laughs> Right, and you know it's actually crazy. Drawn lines here. Josh Brolin is a young, right. ver- he has a young version of him in Men in Black Three. I just totally Men forgot about 3. that. And he's great um, in that. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. He's, um, he's great. He like he plays a young Tommy Lee Jones so well. I, I just from the, just from the trailer, I was like, dude, he's knocked that out. Like as soon as yeah, I saw it, I was like, sure. he's crushing it. But sure. um, this is where we're first introduced to Sheriff Bell. You know, we see that um, you know they they found this car on fire, but also at the same time, not too far away from that is where we have our whole uh, OK Corral, as they call it. Right. I. You know what, man? Like, I love I love Bell's dialogue. Like. <laughs> He's he's still discovering like there's this whole thing that lends to him like discovering this new this new sort of way of crime. Like like when he's looking at the car, he's like, You wouldn't think a car would burn like that. It's kind of like lending to this like this this thing that he hasn't really come across. Like mm-hmm. this this is the first time I've seen something like this. Um and he doesn't understand it. Like it's just like little things like that that add to his character so much and I I dig it. Yeah, right. Um but um, but I like yeah. Wendell. Yeah, he's yeah. The, these guys are just I don't know. There's something that's just so likable about them. They're just so simple yeah. and just they're very polite, uh, mm. very like to the point with a lot of stuff. Especially Tommy Lee Jones. I mean, he's yeah. I, I I love just about every bit of his dialogue. It's just it's just absolutely right. crushing it. And Wendell Wendell's like not like a typical kind of like partner shitty younger partner. Like he's fucking clever, man. Like later when they discovered the scene. Uh, it's Wendell who like talks about oh these two were fucking executed 
like over here. Like you know what I mean? I, right. Like, he he's like, dude, you know, these these guys are managerial and the other guys are all yeah. swollen up and you know, right. bloated and shit. He's like, Nah, these are these are newer bodies. Mm. Um but yeah, they just you know, they they find the car, you know, from so basically, you know, Sugar killed the deputy, took the deputy's car, killed the guy. You know, now he switched cars again for God knows what. You know, and has lit, lit this lit this uh, other guy's car on fire. Uh, you know, they he figures out right away that that's Lou Ellen's truck. He's like, I know this truck. Just immediately shows you how small of a town, you know, it is. Shows, yeah. shows you how close everybody is. Um, recognizes- and Wendell, Wendell asks uh, if he figured him for a dope runner. And he's like, I don't know, but I, I doubt it. I can't doubt it. Right, yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh and yeah basically um uh, you know basically it's i mean it's just a bloodbath there's not really a shit ton to be taken away from it um now hell they even shot the dog uh, uh. but um but yeah i mean there's really not I, it's it's really not a whole lot to be like taken away from the scene except for the fact that this is something that i think bell is like you would think that he would be used to stuff like this by now, but the that's the whole kind of the whole point of the movie is that the savagery of this is just You're escalating. Right? You know? Yes, it's it's just it's gaining by like leaps and bounds, and it's like and oh you know man, what you know what I love? Like, there's no sort of like situation. There's we don't see the forensics come in and take photos and shit like that, or do like you know ballistic tests. Like, it's just two fucking lawmen observing the scene, figuring out what's 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 happened, um, using their fucking instincts and brains. Um, it's great. Uh, it's such a great sort of way to 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 show this this savagery, right? Yeah. Um, and somebody comes and takes the heroin too. I just now caught that somebody comes and yeah. uh, somebody comes and I assume it's the Mexicans come and pick the, it back the up. The same guys, who, yeah, the same guys who shot at uh, thing before. I'm assuming, right? Uh, but yeah, uh, we've also got uh, you know we've got Shigur trying to you know come to Llewellyn's place and figure out where he is. Sits down, leaves that milk out, and starts drinking. I'm like, dude, you would nowadays they would just be like, oh, cool, run some DNA on the milk, and then that would be the end of the movie, you know? <laughs> right, um, exactly. But um, but yeah, you know, you know, blows the bolt in, just sits there. That whole silhouette in the TV, uh, that shot is fucking great. I love that. Yeah. Uh, goes to the office. You know, where does he work? I can't give out no information. This, <laughs> dude, she's brave, man. She's yeah. so brave. She's so like she's so she's so like staunchly like no, I can't give you this guy's information. All right, yeah, like I mean, this guy would have no issue murdering you and whoever's in the bathroom. Like you can't see right. a double murder when it's like 4 feet from your face. Um uh, but the but the uh the toilet flushes and, you know, footsteps in the back and, you know, Sugar reacts and he turns and opens the door and just leaves. He's like what? What's what's so funny to me is this lady's probably like, mm-hmm, showed him. You know, I'm like, oh, bitch, you have no idea. Like, you have no idea. Yeah. Who's like, this fucker with the weird haircut? I just showed him. This guy will swap your eyes and your ovaries like that. You have no fucking clue mm. without what this guy is capable of. Um, yeah. But this then is, we get this conversation in the bus. Yeah, I lo- and this is great, too. I mean, I, I like this. Uh, you know, and it kind of... It, I, I like that it shows that Llewellyn is not just this rough and gruff guy all the time. Like, he's charming, man. He's fucking charming. Um, I... I, I, I like... I, I like their conversation. Uh, you know, because, you know, I, I can't remember exactly what she says. You know, uh, she says something along the lines of, uh, you know, he's uh, she's like, well, hell, I ain't never been lucky. I work at Walmart. Not anymore, Carla Jean. You are retired. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I love that. Yeah. Um, but this, this whole scene's great, you know, um, um, you know, just because he's, yeah, he's sending her off, um, 
Uh, you know, sorry, I'm used to a lot of things. I work at Walmart. Not anymore, Carla Jean. You are retired. I'm like, dude, I love that. That's, it's great because we don't get, we don't, I mean, they never see each other again. Or, or ever. Yeah. They never see each other again. And this is a great moment for this to kind of send off on. Even though we don't know that yet, it, it's a it's a great moment to send this off on. Right. Um, and I, I love the way the scene ends, man. Like, she, she she's scared that, you know, he's going to run off or he's going to die. She's like, you're, com- you're, com- you're coming back, right? And he's like, I shall return. But he, he doesn't. Yeah, right. Um, and that's where, you know, we get the sheriffs coming to Llewellyn's place. Obviously, they figure out that the... Um, the, yeah. the, the the lock's been fucked up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um. But um, I love. They're like, what are we looking for here? We're looking for a man who's recently drunk milk. Yeah. <laughs> like <the, laughs> right. But um, see, like the, my first thought was Wendell's thought. I'm like, we've just missed this guy. Let's put in a let's put in an all points bulletin. Let's fucking track this guy down. And then like Bell's like, hold up, we don't even know what he looks like. And I was like, oh shit, that's right. Like you know what I mean? Like Wendell's mm-hmm. like line of thinking is. 100% correct. Right, yeah. And we we get I, I, I we get what is personally one of my favorite lines uh, of the movie. You know, Wendell says, you know, I think this boy Moss got any notion of the sorts of thunder bitches that are hunting, you know, that are hunting him. <clears throat> and that's where uh, you know, Tommy Lee Jones just pops off and he's like, uh, what do he say? He's like, uh, uh, he's you know, he's seen the same things I've seen and it certainly made an impression on me. And I'm like, damn, dude, that what a great way to summarize this, because he's like, dude, you know, I'm in the thick of this right now. I've seen some shit. And I mean, I mean, I know Llewellyn has as well. He's a Vietnam vet, but not in the way that like this, uh, you know, you go and you serve four to eight years, like, and I'm sure it was horrendous, you know, especially being in Vietnam. But like the 20 years of just like crime in your own home and having to see that, like, dude, you have no idea. Like these people are like professionals. Like this is not war. This is like a lifestyle like that is a totally different ball game um sure. th- but then you know we move on we see Llewellyn getting you know checked into the hotel room uh fucking smart motherfucker man you know takes the vent puts the thing way far back there right um i mean this 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 is where the cat and mouse stuff gets ratcheted up to like 10 and i am fully balls deep in the pussy of this movie right now like right. i am i'm like oh my god this is how fucking yeah. god. Yeah. um because it's it, it's just you know you, you're it, you don't ever you don't need anything explained to you you understand what's going on you understand why he's doing the things that he's doing we're not questioning it um you pick the option with the applicable right oh god this one again they're extras <laughs> i i the, the reason why i love their extras so much is because i hate them so much it's like dude they, you do such a great job because they're fucking annoying and i don't like any of right, them right, uh, exactly but they do they just do such a great job um but um oh uh but yeah i i uh i love this because you know we basically you know we see um you know, well sugar figures out you know he looks at their phone bills he says there's calls to odessa calls uh carla jean's mom trying to figure out where he is you know this guy is just relentless man if he gets even a shred of anything on you if he finds a piece of your cloth somewhere he will find a way to track you it's like fuck that is that is terrifying man um just the way that this guy just does not Mm. stop um and you know we get some stuff we see uh you know we see you know we see Llewellyn you know taking care of the you know the cuts on his feet from walking through the fucking desert with no shoes uh buying boots like I, I like this it doesn't skim over this kind of stuff like it's not important right. but the, you know it's not like we spend 10 minutes on it you know we should just show a shot of him having you know this this is what happens when you play this cat and mouse game like you have to you're constantly 
under repair. You know, you're constantly right. having to to fix stuff. Um, but um, you know, this is uh, th- th- this is one of my favorite scenes in the movie um, because we're trying to. You know, this is when. Llewellyn comes back to the hotel and starts getting some kind of suspicion of what's going on. You know, th- thinks that somebody's following him or thinks that someone's there. W- w- what did you think about this scene? Yeah. So this is the scene where he's in the cab, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love this shit. Like, uh, one thing that fucking irritated me was how fucking uppity the taxi driver was. I'm just like, shut the fuck up and drive this guy where he wants to, man. Like, just... He, he like he 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 he's continuously like, uh, what does he say? He's like, what room? And he's just like, I don't want to, I don't want to get in some kind of jackpot here, buddy. Which is which is fine, that's fine. But he's just like, why don't I sit you down here? We won't argue about. It. I'm like, just what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> like drive your passenger wherever you want, please. But like, yeah, I, I do agree, man. Like the tension here is outstanding. Like it, it's fantastic. Right. Yeah. Um, and we also, I mean, we can't go past the fact that Moss, you know, he buys the tent poles, um, mm-hmm. you know, the shotgun, yeah. all that stuff, kind of getting, kind of getting his shit together. Um, and basically, um, I mean, did, does he have, I don't think, does he have the money with him right here? And then he drives off or he just goes and gets another hotel room and leaves the money. Uh, like that's, that's the only thing that kind of confused me is he just, he tells the guy take him to another hotel room, right? Isn't that, isn't that like he pays the cab driver? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he he doesn't have the money here. Yeah, I think he just yeah you know, he leaves it in the hotel and he comes back for it later. Right, um, and that's because- that's when we that's when we get the yeah because yeah he doesn't have the money here he goes back for it later um, because th- after this we get the the point of view from Sugar as like he 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 drives past the motel and the transponder is picking up the signal. Right. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, it's so smart. He's like, I'm just going to leave the money in the vent and then get the room mm. right next to it, you know, the next right. day and, and pick it up. Dude, shoots, the fucking sugar shoots that bird while shoots near it? Mm-hmm. Fucking but completely, But completely misses. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, I don't think, like, again, I, I, that's, that's another thing where I'm like, oh, this guy's just here to cause trouble. Right, right. Um... Yeah, and it, and it's it's just so odd. Like that, that that scene always always through. I mean, it's a beautiful shot. I love the way the Cohen brothers shoot that bridge. It just it looks fucking mm. great. Um, <clears throat> but um, but uh, I love that. You know, basically, basically they're trying to figure out how this guy died on the highway. You know, we get back to um, um, to Tommy Lee Jones, Bell and Wendell. Yeah, yeah and he's like, he's like, uh, he's like, what was a the bullet? There wasn't no bullet. Well, Wendell, that don't make a whole lot of sense. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> right. Which does he's like you said you said entrance wound in the forehead, no exit wound. And he's like, yes, sir. Are you telling me he shot this boy in the head and then went fishing around there with a pocket knife? <laughs> yeah, right. He's like, sir, I don't want to picture. That. I don't want to either. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's sitting there eating fucking breakfast because the um, weapon that the sugar carries around it's not it's nowhere near conventional. Like it's just it, it it's something that you don't even like think about as a police officer. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I think this is actually where. He buys the uh, the camping yeah, supplies. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, he buys all that stuff. He gets the room behind the one. You know, the mm-hmm. woman's like, "You want the you want the exact same room? No, no, ma'am, just the one it's behind got, it." You know, it's got two double beds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I love this. Uh, you know, that's where we get Sugar starting to kind of like you know the transponder goes off. He starts picking them up. Uh, what I love is that he ba- basically what he does is he he Sugar goes and gets the, gets the room 
of his own just to map out his execution. Right. You know, like holy shit. Talk about fucking methodical, man. Like I mean right. he he like he busts in and like well, I love how he turns off the light and turns it on again when he busts in. And then like he tests like how sturdy the wall is. Like like so he wants I guess he wants to know how sturdy it is and how thick it is so he knows like whether he can shoot through it. Yeah, right, yeah, because, I mean, it, it looks like cheap paneling. It looks like something you could just blast through, no problem. Um, because Dude. in in the Wellens' original room, we've got the Mexicans in there now. They've got the they've yeah. got the transponders. Now, we, now we've got two people on the Wellens' trail, which is, you know, you it would be so funny because you think at some point Sugar would walk in there and just be like, oh, hey, what's up? You guys, you know, you guys want to work together? You guys want to catch this dude? Nope. Like, he fucking, oh, my God, dude. And one of... I. I if there's a scene in this movie that's hard for me to watch, it's him blasting that dude's arm with a shotgun. That's yeah, really like, hard to watch. By the way, fucking, I've never seen a silenced shotgun before. Uh, like, it, even in any of the Call of Duty games, the Call of Duty games never had a silenced shotgun. Like, in Modern Warfare 2, Modern Warfare 1, like, they never, you could, I don't think you could ever silence your shotgun until, like, Black Ops or some shit like that. Like, I was like, wow, you it's, can do that? It's funny you say that. Uh, the suppressor on Anton Chigurh's shotgun was specially made for the movie. Such a device uh, did not exist, so the Coens had yes. one invented. Um, That's fucking wild, dude, because yeah, it's, it's, so, it's so crazy, man. Like, I'm just like, this, like, shotguns are ridiculously loud. And, like, mm-hmm. I've never heard one, uh, like, in real life, but, like, you can imagine how, how much force, like, something would need to propel out these like this spray of like bullets at once and man like the sound of the the shotgun in this it's like like it's fucking crazy right it's just kind of like a whisper you know it's it's like an alien gun dude right um and i i I think that's just so fucking great because um you know we while we've got you know, we've got Llewellyn on basically the other side of the wall, you know, getting getting the, you know, getting the, the, the cash out. We've got the Mexicans in the room, you know, and then we've got, um, you know, we've Chigurh. got, yeah, Sugar like, blasting in. Um, yeah, and, and double fisting it, too. He's got the fucking oxygen thing <laughs> in one hand and got the shotgun right. in the other. I was like, fuck, dude. One of, my, one of my favorite shots in the movie, dude, it was when he's walking uh, barefoot, by the way, um, and he's got the shotgun and he's got the, the oxygen tank, like, I don't know why it's just like the the double handing of those two weapons. By the way, um, let's 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 bring it up here. Whenever Sugar uh, goes to kill someone, he takes extra steps not to get any blood on him. Right. Like, yeah. Um, you know, goes barefoot, takes his socks off. Later, when he kills uh, Carson, he puts his feet up to avoid the blood spatter, the blood pool. Um, and I don't want to I don't want to talk about Carla Jane yet, but. Um, like when he kills this Mexican in the shower, he he drapes the the curtain first. Um, but yeah, dude, I love this this fucking trio just getting absolutely destroyed. Right? Yeah, because I mean, he's a professional. He doesn't want blood all over him. He's like, dude, I can't. Mm. You know, I, I not only is that forensically bad. He's like, but I mean, anybody yeah. can see that DNA. I'm fucking covered in blood right now. I still right. can't get over, dude, turning that guy's arm into shredded cheese with that oh. shotgun. It's really hard to watch. Um, it looks like a limp dick. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's like, dude, this guy. It's it's like it's like a pasta noodle just gets cooked like instantly, <laughs> dude. His arm just like, oh man. Mm. Uh, but the way you know he covers that shower curtain and blasts that dude back and shoots through the wall like he knew where the guy was going to be. I'm like, holy fuck, man. I mean, yeah. but Moss 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 uh, hears the gunfire from one of the from one of the Mexicans who goes down. Yeah, I I, I love that. Yeah, he uh, you know and. and uh, 
that's uh, but it's also where I, I think what it, what is it that gives what is it that gives the location away uh, I think that I think that he sees that one of the screws is turned out of the vent or he sees that one of one of the screws is gone um, but I mean either way I mean this 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 guy you would have to be so hyper observant to catch that uh, I think yeah I think he sees that the paneling is like up a little bit it's like not on as tight as it should be uh, and that's where you know he's again these guys are all detectives man you know he doesn't he there's there's no evidence that there's been anything in that vent except for the fact that there's the trails through the dust of um of you know of of of, of Llewellyn pulling the satchel back through I'm like holy shit man mm. um I just think that's that's so fucking good but uh yeah Llewellyn gets the fuck out of dodge and I don't goddamn blame him um gets right. out of Get, gets the fuck out of there, and then now we're introduced to Woody Harrelson, who is Carson Wells. Uh, what do you think of Carson Wells? Do you like this character? What do you think? I I, I do like him. Um, he's very he was he's in this a lot a lot less than I initially remembered. Because <laughs> um, I thought Woody was you know, and it's funny because like Woody Harrelson's a pretty big actor. Like it's it's surprising that they use him so sparingly. By the way, it's so weird to see Woody Harrelson. Uh, Clean shaven, <laughs> like yeah. everything I've seen him in lately. He's he's got he's sporting a beard, like in three billboards. Uh, he's he's you know kind of got like a little bit of stubble. Uh, fucking Wolf of Planet of the Apes, like you know. But yeah, like I I really like him, man. I, I love Woody Harrelson in everything. It's only after True Detective season one that I was like, holy shit, Woody Harrelson is fucking fantastic. Um, but yeah, he's great in this. But I I think I think out of all four of the main characters. He's the weakest. He's kind of he kind of only sort of like exists just to tell us how dangerous this guy is. Right, exactly. We need someone from that world to be like, yeah. it's kind of like seeing another Spartan talk about Master Chief, be like, dude, like that's right. the fucking, you know, that that guy's the, you know, that guy's the shit. Um, I love this interaction between him and Stephen Root. He sits down, he's like, did I tell you to sit down? He's like, no, but you don't strike me as a man who would like to waste a chair. <laughs> I was like, God right. damn, dude, what a good this, put down. I'm just wondering, like, is this right here? Are we, is this where we are? Uh, I thought the... I thought the shootout happens first with Moss and uh, and Sugar. Is that am no, I not, no? Uh, that's that's a little bit later on. We've uh, he wow. just he gets the he gets the cab and gets the fuck out of Dodge, and mm. um, that's where we start meeting. You know, we meet Carson Wells and Stephen Root, uh, which I still. Oh, I that's mean, right. Yep, yep. But um. But yeah, I, I I I love this whole thing between them. You know, he's you know I saw him November twenty eighth. He seemed pretty sure of the date. He's like, I saw him November twenty. You know, this guy's a, <laughs> well, this guy's like an army colonel. You know, this guy's probably got a fucking great memory, especially for times and dates. You know, that right. shit's maybe he's probably very meticulous. Um, but uh, basically, I mean, they're what they hire Carson Wells to bring in Shagur, I think. Um, yeah, that's what I got from it. But like, is Carson Wells a DEA agent? <laughs> I, I think he's just another hitman. I think. Um, I, I I think he's. I think he's just like Shigur, but he's. You know, I mean, he's not just like just like Shigur because he even says, he's like, what do you think? What do you make of Shigur? He's like, what do I think about him? He's like, you know, uh, he's like, what's your overall impression? Is he dangerous compared to what the bubonic plague? You know, he just starts going on right. about how. You know he's bad enough that you called me in here. So if it's like, dude, if the, if this guy is obviously getting out of hand and and bust and wrapping the wrong knuckles, you know we need somebody to go in there and set this right. You know, and he just straight up says, yeah, but he's a psych, he's a psychopathic killer. So what? Um, you know, there's plenty of them around. Yeah, and uh, you know, um, 
I, um, I, 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 I'll go ahead. I think, I think Wells is a DEA agent. Do you think so? I just, I didn't know because he, I mean, for one thing, I don't, I don't see how he can be because everything that's going on is so fucking illegal. Um, Mm. I mean, and they're paying him, he said something like 1200 an hour or something like that, you know, and uh, like he's being paid by the hour for this. Like he knows, I mean, and Stephen yeah. Root even says, he's like, dude, he killed, you know, two goat fuckers out in the middle of the desert, you know, and killed all these people, you know. Um, I think Carson Wells is definitely being sent there to A, retrieve the money and B, kill Anton Chigurh. Because they're like, dude, you know, we're just trying yeah, to get our actually, money back. I think you might be right. I, like uh, the reason why I'm saying he's a DA agent is because like later, um, when Bell, I think he's in his office. Um, he's kind of like writing in that book. There's this, there's that lady Molly. She's like that DEA agent called again. You don't want to talk to him. Like I, I just kind of assumed that. that was oh him, no, I guess no. I, I think that's um, I think that that's a guy that they reference when they're sitting in the diner yep. earlier on. Yep. And he yep. talks yep. about yep. digging in there. Makes sense. Um, but um. But yeah, I love it. Can you validate my parking ticket? Uh, An attempted humor, <laughs> I suppose. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Dig but, it. But, uh, but yeah, I, I, I love this. Um, I tell you what, do you want to go ahead and take a break here? We're about the halfway point. We're about to get into some heavy shit. I wouldn't mind taking a break, refilling our coffees, emptying our bladders. Um, yeah, fuck yeah, man. That's, uh, cool. Well, we'll be right back, guys. Don't go anywhere. Let me ask you something. What's the most? You ever lost a coin toss? Look, I need to know what I stand to win. Everything. Just call it Friendo. Willin, what's in the satchel? It's a bowl of money. He's just a guy who happened to find that money. I got a bad feeling, Llewellyn. It's a mess, ain't it, Sheriff? If it ain't, it'll do till the mess gets here. I'm looking for Llewellyn Moss. Did you go up to his trailer? Yes. Do you want to leave a message? Yes. If I don't come back, you tell Mother I love her. Your mother's dead. Well, then I'll tell her myself. Got a loose cannon here. You think this boy Moss has got any notion of the sorts of dead are hunting him? I don't know. He ought to. He's seen the same things I've seen, and it certainly made an impression on me. Just how dangerous is he? Compared to what? bubonic plague the crime you see now it's hard to even take its measure it's just all out war you can't stop what's coming is this guy supposed to be the ultimate badass you don't understand Hey guys, what's going on? We are back. 
Uh, we've got our drinks filled. We've got our bladders emptied, as you all are used to hearing on this show. Um, and yeah, we're ready to jump back in because uh, this is a really big scene. I mean, um, I mean, we're definitely Probably the biggest the- scene. Yeah, definitely, definitely the biggest like turning point. You know, this is where we go from like seven to eleven, like that. You know, where we're, we're ratcheting up things like crazy, um, and, and especially after like such a such a crazy scene beforehand you know we're like following that back to back with like another one um i think it really gives you the feeling that you know it it gives you this kind of this kind of um anxiety that llewellyn must have because it's like dude this dude is like hot on your fucking heels like he is right behind you like like i said earlier you might be one step ahead of him but it's not like oh i'm one step ahead of you where i can defeat you at every turn it's like no i'm barely surviving by like time that's all like i don't have skill i don't have resources and all this stuff like all i have is time like that's all i have ahead of you um it's like holy shit I love this moment of Llewellyn, uh, pretty much like before when he re- when he takes that guy uh, to get uh, sorry the water to that guy. He's like, there just ain't no way because <laughs> like he's right. like this guy. Like I don't know how he found me. I don't know how they found me. Um, something's up, and he just sits up, looks through the cache, then he finds the transponder. And d- dude, like you mentioned earlier, like when 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 you know, there's like a stack of one dollar bills. I'm like, really? One dollars? Yeah, right? right. I'm like, I mean, what? Did they- hey, hey, uh. Do you guys mind giving me some change? I have to go, you know, blah, 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 like put some air in my tires. You know, they're like, right. the guys are like making change right there on the spot. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, this scene is just, uh, is absolutely it's, nuts. Um, I love this. This might be my most, my favorite sequence in the movie. Yeah, it's it's definitely up there. Um, we've got you know Llewellyn goes to a different uh, a different hotel. You know, she's just trying to get um, trying to get a new room. <clears throat> I love the way he puts it. He's like, "Let me know if anyone comes to that door, and by anyone I mean any swinging dick. You tell me if anybody comes to that right. door." I'm like, "Holy <laughs> shit!" Um, but uh, you know this this whole this this like this whole thing is great. This whole <clears throat> this whole cat and mouse thing just gets uh, absolutely nuts. Abs- and what's absolutely nuts is the fact that the room only cost twenty six dollars. I was like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> I was right. like, twenty six dollars. God, that room would be like two hundred on Travago now. Red Red Dead Two, one dollar a night. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> it's eighteen ninety nine. <laughs> Oh, that's fuck God. That's so fucking cool. Um, but yeah, like I said, he he goes through the stack, <clears throat> finds the transponder, uh, and this is where a shit hits the fucking fan, man. Because right, I, I kind of part part of the scene makes me laugh sometimes because you know he calls the front desk, doesn't get any answer, and he's like, okay. Like, I know this guy just told me he was going to be here all night, so I know something's up now. You know, he's already like, I mean, you're on high alert. <clears throat> you're on high alert, uh, high, high alert anyways. But now you're on like, no, like we're in the building, like it's time to go, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, and, you know, we <clears throat> we get him basically hunting him by like light, by like the light in the hallway. Um, the only thing I'm ever critical about this scene is the fact that. You know, he sees the he sees him right in front of his door. And I know you don't know who that is. I know you don't know. It could be anybody. It could be the cleaning lady. It could be the clerk. You know, it could be anybody up there. She don't want to just blast this fucking door. But after I would have seen the light turned off and and I would have waited a couple of seconds and be like, all right, I'm going to blast this fucking door because I'm positive he's on the other side. You know, why would they go and turn the hallway light off? That's the only thing I was kind of critical of because I'm like. You know, I I don't want to shoot this door and kill you know some some lady on the other side or some kid or something like that. But at the same time, I'm like ninety nine percent sure this is this guy. Um, 
but uh, I, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I, I kind of, I kind of <sighs> see. I, I just, I, I do what he did, and like, I know that sounds like the wrong, the wrong move because, like, uh, it, it just it, there's like a, a fucking a massive chance it could be someone else, and like, even when he does turn off the light, uh, he he's still kind of giving himself away if he misses. Yeah, that's true. Um, but, um, but yeah, I love that, you know, pop out the lock, the lock hits him like right between the eyes. I'm like, ow, right. <laughs> God damn. Yeah. No, fucking hell. Right. I just don't see how he didn't fucking blast sugar in half, dude. Cause he has to still be standing like right there. I guess he just right. barely missed him. Um, like, like, unless he just like reached the kettle, the, the kettle thing over and like, you know, he, he was kind of like a bit to the left or the right. Right. That's the only thing I can, I can like kind of figure out from it is he blasted mm. the lock off and then he probably takes like two steps back. He's like, yeah, this dude's probably waiting for me. Um, yeah. But uh, <clears throat> yeah, UL and jumps out the window. It gives chase, gets shot. At first I thought this was the air gun still. And I was like, wait, what the fuck? And I was like, oh no, well, no, no, no. Okay. This is like, I don't even, is this, is this even still the shotgun? I think this is like an automatic weapon now. Yeah. Uh, this is not a shotgun. Um, I think this it's, is a, a, it's like a silence. I, I, cause, cause you can see it like later when he, um, after the, after he crashes the car, it's kind of like a silenced MP, like a submachine gun. I, I assumed he got it from the Mexicans. Right, yeah. Um, <clears throat> looks like one of the same kind of gun Llewellyn hit earlier, yeah. like under the Picks trailer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Llewellyn makes out the window. He gets popped in the... God, popped in like just what, what I could imagine to be one of the worst places in the abdomen to get shot. Just right. Like right there in that sensitive like area. You know, it's just like right, right there kind of on the side, but it's like not. It's like up front still like, oh, God. Um, Dude, like when he goes when he goes out the window, like, oh, sorry, when he got that shot of like Llewellyn approaching the camera and like it's that alley and you can just see the muzzle flashes from the window. Oh, Fucking wild, oh, dude! Man. Yeah, and the dust just being kicked up around him, you know, barely. Oh, but the 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 sound of the silenced uh, the silenced submachine gun, it's like, tew, tew. oh, fucking awesome, dude! Like you don't need a score for this scene. Like you don't need music. Like this is this is tense as fuck already, man. Like right, great. absolutely. Um, <clears throat> Llewellyn gives chase to Shigur and eventually finds this poor this poor motherfucker driving the <laughs> driving the this truck. Was- this was weird. This guy doesn't say a word. Like, like he, he didn't even say what's going on. Like, he just like kind of stares at Llewellyn and then fucking cops one to the fucking throat. Right, dude. Yeah, like that. God, I, again, one of the worst places probably on the human body to be shot in the fucking throat. Uh, like, ugh. Um, but he, I mean, god damn. I mean, he shoots the driver. You know, then he <clears throat> Llewellyn takes the wheel and is kind of driving for, uh, you know, kind of driving, but. The amount of slugs that Shigur puts in that fucking car as it's driving by that this, truck, dude! Holy yeah, shit! This this might be some of my favorite. Um, sorry, my most favorite cinematography in the entire movie. I love that. Like, you can't really make out where he is. He's kind of to the right somewhere. Like, like the 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 you can see you can barely make out the muzzle flash, but like the impact of the bullet is still like hitting the car and like hitting the hitting the seat, like the fabric around it was just tearing it apart. And like you can just see like the out the you can see out the bullet holes in the windshield, man. Like it, I love this. I love this entire moment. Like fucking yeah, you <clears throat> you really get a feel for like the collateral damage. You know, right. it, it's <clears throat> it's crazy because I mean, Shigur he shoots the driver twice. He pops off a third shot at Brolin. Brolin starts driving. Then I mean, four. Uh, what do we got? Five, six, seven, eight, crazy, nine, ten, eleven. <laughs> 
12, right. 13 shots into the car. I'm like, holy uh, fuck, dude. Like 14 shots. I'm like, holy shit. He's fucking just blasting crazy, on this. Man. But I do want to ask you a question. Do you think he wrecks the truck on purpose? Um, No, I don't think so. I, I, I honestly think that this is just him being... He he's he's not able to control the truck, uh, just out of, I don't know, uh, out of fear or something. I, I don't know. It's just like a human. I like it because it's kind of like a human sort of thing that had happened. Like you wouldn't really be in control of the situation. Like as as skilled as you are as a hunter and as a tracker, um, you're still being hunted, and um, you know that this guy is efficient as shit. Um, so I, I think, I think he crashes the car accidentally. Um, I think he's got every intention on getting the fuck out of there. Um, you know, uh, uh, although like what he does after is very interesting. Like I love that he, you know, kind of like sets a trap essentially. Mm-hmm, right. Uh, he like Chagall. quietly shuts the door. Mm. That's the, uh, the, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. I was going to say, what do you think? No, I see uh, for the longest time, I always thought it was an accident. Um, and I, I guess I'm still kind of on the fence, but the only thing that gets me is he crashes, he crashes the truck, you know, and when he gets out, he's not extremely disoriented. He's not like, Oh, what the fuck? You know, he gets out and he just like, it's almost like he, it it's almost seems kind of like planned because he quietly shuts the door and just beats his way across the street really fast. You know, like part of me wondered, cause like you said, yeah, you're being hunted. This guy's efficient as shit. He's going to come up on that car. You know, like the the thing about it about being hunted the thing that kind of sucks is like you know where the thing is going to be like you know you can kind of trap it in that way if it's chasing you you know exactly where you can lead it to because you're the conductor you're the one driving the train here so part of me was like is this something that he knows is he you know does he wreck the truck and he's like okay i'm just gonna get out real quick or you part of me feels like he wrecks it and then immediately he's like actually i might have just kind of opened up maybe a door shut but i might have just kind of opened up a window here so he just shuts the door quiet the only thing that gets me is that he shuts the door so quietly you know i think if he were just trying to get the fuck out of there he would slam that door and just keep running but he kind of he kind of sets a trap I think I think what we learn about about Llewellyn is that he's so he's fucking clever, man. Like he he can he can come up with a, a quick a smart idea very quickly, very on the fly. Like he's um he 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 takes a situation, assesses it, and then you know comes up with a solution as soon as fucking possible. Um, right. And I think I think I think it's very in his character to you know even if if the if the car if the car crash was an accident, um, like he would recover very quickly. I think. Like, not in terms of, like, you know, being disoriented, but, like, in terms of what's my next move. Right, yeah. Um, <clears throat> and, uh, I mean, God, the, the the shot of him watching the reflection of Shigur and seeing just, like, I Amazing. mean, it, it makes him even more terrifying. It's just like a blur, you know? It's just like a shape. Like, holy shit. Um, but he gets the drop on Shigur and fucking, you know, pops one at him. Yeah, it pops, like, five or six. I love uh, the way Sugar just dives. Like, there's that moment of silence, and like Sugar notices, and he's like, "Fuck!" He just dives out, uh, and Moss just kind of advances. Man, like he just angles his. He, I love how he crouches and looks under the cars. Um, he just fucking empties the shotgun, right? Yeah, and I, <clears throat> I love that. I love that. I love that uh, Sugar just drops the gun. He's like, like it, yeah. you would, you would think that that would be like, no, hold on to the gun. This dude's like, no, he's got a drop on me. There's no way that I can. There's no way that I can possibly outshoot this dude right now if i pop my head up like i might get one or one or two of these bullets off but this i mean he's going to be firing a fucking slug full of shit at me like there's no way i'm going to be able to shoot past that stuff um 
but um but yeah he basically <clears throat> fires five or six shots off at Shigur. Shigur runs off into the night um and this is where we get him kind of like heading for the border and stuff right yeah exactly uh he's on the rio grande bridge yeah um yeah and basically oh dude the blood coming out of the boot and like how uh-huh. his pants are like wet i was like oh man that's a lot of fucking blood dude um, but I, I love this whole scene. I love how easy it is for him to get into Mexico, but when he's coming back, like how much harder right. it is to get into the U.S. It's fucking, you're right, exactly. And like, look, I've never been anywhere near the, the border between Mexico and, and the U.S., but that's fucking wild, wild, man. Like, I know, again, Sicario, one of my favorite fucking movies of all time. <laughs> and like, you know, everything about that, like, is about the, the drug war and shit in Mexico and the U.S. and the border, like... But yeah, like, like we'll we'll get to that scene when we get to it. But yeah, like I love this scene where it's just like, I'll give you five hundred bucks for your shirt and your coat. And like, I love these kids. Like the just the, just the let's see the money. And like, were you in a car accident? He's like, yeah, okay, let me have the money. Let him hold it. <laughs> yeah, right. Let me let me hold the money. It's like, and dude. Then, and then you get the fucking shit kicker. He's like, he Moss is like, let me have your beer. How much? Like, fuck off. He just gave you five hundred dollars for a coat. Right, yeah, and <laughs> that's fucking crazy, because, like, I, part of me wonders, it's like, I I would be kind of afraid, like, dude, you're covered in blood, you're handing out $500, like, wh- what's to stop these dudes from just beating the shit out of you? Yeah. And, and fucking just taking all of your money, because obviously so, you're loaded. What do you think about this scene and the last scene with Shigur? Like, because, like, they're both in pretty similar situations, right? They both have to pay these kids. I don't know what exactly the script is kind of telling us here, like, whether they're sort of... There's this kind of like mirror opposites. I, I, don't, I don't know. What, like, do you reckon that's intentional or do you think it's just like the way the script went? Um, <clears throat> well, I think that when you're doing, you know, uh, it's it's kind of like live by the sword, died by the sword. Like because they're living by the sword, they can't really go to the authorities for stuff. Like we can't really like we I mean, money talks and all else walks. Like really, at the end of the day, you pull out 500 bucks and say, give me your jacket. Dude, I'll give you I'll give you the shirt I have on right now for 500 bucks. You walk into my apartment. I don't even ask me any questions and tell me you're going to give me $500 for my shirt. You can fucking have it. I'll go get you two of them. You know, it's like, I don't give a shit. Um, so I think a lot of these people in the face of money, you know, they're just like, OK, cool, whatever. You know, there might be some kind of uh social commentary maybe there i don't know um but i um i do think it's interesting that these people who were kind of just like pawns in this game in a way like they're just kind of there you know they're they're kind of like non-playable characters you know in a video game uh but but they can become I, i think everybody is like a tool in a way to sugar and at the same time, Llewellyn understands that, and that's where he's starting to kind of use people in, in that way as well. He's like, I have to to survive, you know, like I have to to just to stay away from this dude. Um, you know, whereas, you know, we I, I think what's interesting is, you know, you talk about the scene at the end with Sugar after being hit by the car. But if you look at what's going on now between the two of them, the way they go about repairing themselves, Sugar, right. has, <clears throat> Sugar has money. Sugar could just go in here and say, hey, you know, I'll give you a thousand dollars, you know, and you give me whatever I want, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it would probably work. You know, he's probably very good at reading people and seeing who would be down for that and who wouldn't be. But it's just the fact that, you know, here's here's Brolin, you know, being somewhat, I guess, you know, I, taking a risk, you know, trying to be, trying to do it the right way. Hey, here's 500 bucks, blah, blah. And then you cut to Sugar, who's blowing up a car and robbing a right. pharmacy. Like, holy right. shit. But not only that, like, like, Brolin is being, like, pretty low-key. Like, he's just paying these kids off just to get him some clothes and a beer to wash his blood, the blood off his head. Whereas Sugar is, like, 
let me blow this fucking car up in public in broad daylight and proceed through like this 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 pharmacy and get these drugs <laughs> like you right, know what i mean yeah. like the 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 way the characters like the way they they you know resolve their situations is so it speaks volumes because like Shigur doesn't care like who sees him Shigur doesn't give a shit like he's escaped custody already right yeah he's a fucking ghost like he doesn't care he'll be gone in 20 minutes um mm. What I, uh, what I, one thing, oh my God, when Brolin fucking pukes that shit up, like, oh, oh man, yeah. that is, yeah. ugh, that is hard to watch. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Brolin makes it over into Mexico. Uh, how fucking throws long? The, throws I, the case. Yeah. Throw, yeah. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Chuck, chucks the fucking case, makes it over to Mexico. Part of me is like, dude, how long were you laying on these steps? Like, I expected you just to be dead by now, you know? <laughs> right. Uh, Cause it's and like, I it's like morning. up to the mariachis. <laughs> yeah. And well, it's great. Cause they're all, you know, they're just so into it. When he lifts up that coat, it just like, <laughs> it just drops so fast. Uh. Um, but, but I mean, and God, it, that is such a great, you know, um, such such a great shot. I mean, it's literal blood money. You know, it's 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 literal blood money mm. that he that he's having to hand. I mean, it's it's funny because this was blood money to begin with, in like a in like a metaphysical sense, I guess if you want to put it that way. I don't think that's the right way of saying no, metaphorical, right. me- metaphorical sense. Um, it's blood money, but now it is literally physically blood money, and because you got involved, yeah. it's like got your blood on it now. It's like holy shit, um, medico <clears throat> por favor. Yeah. Um, and we also, you know, after we do that, we cut to Sugar and Sugar's, um, you know, Sugar's making that fucking <clears throat> like gas tank pipe bomb weird ass thing. Um, and uh, bl- I'm, hands down, my favorite shot of the movie, without yep, a doubt. Yeah, was um, just about to say that, man. One of my favorites. Just the way the impact of the explosion blowing out the windows. Oh, dude. Beautiful. Yeah. <clears throat> I know I've said this a thousand times, but anytime you've got something going on, like in the background and the foreground, like simultaneously, like we see things going on. I'm, I'm such a sucker for that. Yeah. I get, I get sucked into that so hard. Dude, don't, don't worry about saying things a thousand times. Cause I'm going to bring up Sicario and a fucking red dead and <laughs> Grand Theft Auto a million more times. So don't worry about it. <laughs> well, well, I mean, they are sponsoring us. Um, yeah. but, um, Oh, Could you sorry. imagine what we could do with Rockstar Games money? Oh, Jesus Christ. Quit <laughs> <laughs> um, my day job. Yeah, right. Fuck yeah, dude. Um, but uh, but yeah, <clears throat> uh, we see you know kind of uh, you know sugar you know going and getting some needles, getting getting whatever you know his medical kind of treatment, um, and him you know goes back and uh, like lays this, the fucking tarp out. Oh my yeah. god! Uh, this, this this is the for me. This is hard to watch. Like it's not it's not even that graphic. Like the only thing graphic here is the bullet wound. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's not, it's not, it's more the way they show it and the, like, the way Shigur kind of, like, goes about kind of self-dressing himself. Like, it's just so, oh, it's brutal. It's brutal. Yeah. Um, you can tell this is not the first time this guy's had to do this, you know? Right, exactly. Uh, he's, he's so, I mean, everything pre-planned, the tarp and, you know, w- like, washing everything off and getting the bottle and, the, you know, the mixture of it. Um, but, um... Yeah, and, and just, I mean, just how, you know, like, uh, how 
I don't know. I think that Sugar, you know, he's probably thinking to himself, like, God, how fucking dumb are you? How dumb are you? You let this guy get the drop on you. Like, I know this is probably not the first time this has happened to this guy, but it has not happened in a long time. Like, I don't think that's happened in a while. Like, Llewellyn, like, he is the kind of the quote unquote hero of our movie and a normal movie. This guy would survive and kill Sugar and get the money and, and you know, all this other stuff. But, um, we do, we at least give him some credit for like, dude, I mean, he is a badass. Like he may not be the most ultimate badass in this movie or whatever, but he's still a badass. Like he shot Anton Chigurh. Like he fucking almost killed him. You know, had had he fired up, you know, had he fired a, a foot higher, he would have fucking, he would have fucking killed him. Um, and I, I think that's, I think there's something to definitely be said about that. Um, you know, cause they kind of, it's kind of just like they're swapping licks. Like the fact that Llewellyn gets just as much damage done to Shiger as Shiger gets done to him, I mean, speaks for something. It's like, dude, in another life, Llewellyn could totally have 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 done have done this job and been a guy like Shiger and and Wells, uh, Carson Wells. So it's interesting to see, like, kind of like the tally of you know, it's 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 like one one for one. You know, it's it's a bit of a tie, which is cool. They both kind of have to go off like licking their wounds. I like that a lot. Um, we also see, um, you know, we we cut back to uh, Sheriff Bell. You know, talking about. Uh, committing himself, um, uh, what, what is it like committing himself to, so, I, I can't remember exactly what the fuck. Well, uh, he's, he's talking about, um, like he asked, he asked, I guess his, uh, I guess assistant, uh, mm-hmm. anything on those vehicles yet? Uh, sheriff had found out everything was every, everything there was to find. Those vehicles are titled and registered to deceased people. The owner of that blazer died 20 years ago. Did you want me to see what I could find about the Mexican ones? And he's like, no, Lord, no. (laughs) (laughs) Lord, no. No, he's like, no, fuck that. But, um, yeah, this is the scene where I was like, oh, the DEA DEA agent called. um, Mm. And, uh, yeah, Bell's like, you know, I'm going to try and keep as much from it as as much as I can. He's going back out there. um, But, yeah, like, it's not. Yeah. No, I was to say that's what it, committing. Uh, what did he, what does he say about truth and justice? Uh, we commit ourselves daily anew. Well, I'll commit myself right. twice a day, three times before it's over. Right, right. But before before he says that, like he 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 said he you know could I get you to call Loretta until I've gone to Odessa? I'm going to visit Carla Jane Moss. Right. Um, um, yeah. I, I I do even though it's really brief and I don't want to talk about this very long. Him seeing the you know him seeing the, the guy pickup. loading yeah loading the dead bodies yeah. um it just shows you just the kind of like like kind of like things a, that he's dealing with usually right right well the uh, i think the offensive nature of like just how like you know how in the criminal world you know these people are just executing each other left and right and they don't give a fuck and even in the the totally normal legal world of what's going on. It's like, dude, we're just throwing bodies on the back of a truck and half-ass covering them up because we don't give a fuck. You know, and that's kind of like what's going on with the criminals as well. It's like nobody really seems to care or have the same kind of like he's affected by this a lot more than the other people around him. I feel like mm. like people are like, oh, you know, that's just kind of the way the world is because, I mean, this is 1980. Um, so, I mean, I, we, I mean, we obviously have had crime and, you know, things have been going on for a while, but things are really starting to rev up, especially in the 80s and the 90s on the on the border going into mexico i mean it really started fucking revving up uh you know shipping cocaine and uh and shit like that i mean it, it's it started to really get intense so this is kind of a perfect time for him to be like man you know i might have i may have busted a couple of dudes you know growing weed or something like that in texas or you know busted some people doing pop these guys are killing each other over heroin now and fucking 
you know killing dogs and it, it's getting kind of nuts and i think this is kind of something with these with these bodies he's he's like offended by the way it's like dude have some respect you know have yeah. at least some respect you know this is kind of like the honor of the old guards like in a way Whereas, like, these newer people just don't have that. You know, that's kind of always the way it is when you see the torch being passed down sometimes. Uh, you know, there's just certain things, like, we don't, you know, um, uh, you know, you wouldn't attack somebody, you know, during this time or this place. But it's like, no, fuck that. You know, that's the, that's the old way of doing things. We have to, you know, you have to be willing to do the thing that the other guy's not willing to do to win, basically. Um, and I think that's something about, you know, with these bodies, he's like, God, these people have like no respect for this anymore. Um, you know, no, no respect for the fact that people are dying and, you know, it's, it's just fucked up. Um, but this is where we're introduced to Carson Wells. You know, I just, I, I, I love what he says. He's like, I bet you thought your life would not have turned out this way or something like that. He says, he says something like, I bet, I bet you didn't think that it was going to turn out like this. Right. Um, but yeah, he's, he's, you know, basically warning him about sugar and asking him like, Hey, you know, you bring me the money. Nothing bad's going to happen to you. I might even let you keep a little bit. I uh, spent it all on, hey, what did he say? He's like 1.2 yeah, million on whiskey and horse. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. No, 1.2, a million and a half. Like, God. I'm like, how much what, do you even have a liver and a dick right now? <laughs> right. He's like, yeah, I bought brand new ones uh, with my 1.5 million. <laughs> <laughs> Right, he, he exactly. got he got through the first half of it and wore his, his like kidneys, liver, and dick out and had to like bionic man <laughs> that shit back into him. He's he's like I I successfully like developed science with this money. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, but basically, he's trying to cut him a deal. He's saying, "Man, you know, give me the money. You know, you can even keep some of it. Get this guy off your back." Uh, blah blah blah. You know, and he's like, "Well, you know, if I was into cutting deals, why well, wouldn't I just cut one with this sugar guy?" You know, and he's like, "Oh no, he's sugar." Like, he's, yeah, he's like he's not the he's like you know you don't understand you can't make it you can't make a deal with him, even if you gave him the money he'd still kill you for inconveniencing him. Holy shit, that is right. fucking crazy. He's a he's a peculiar man. You might even say he has principles principles that transcend money or drugs. It's like or anything like that. Not like you. Oh, that's right. fucking crazy. And this is where it starts kind of dawning on Moss, like because like Wells tells him. How do you know he's not on his way to Odessa? And like Moss is like, oh shit, why would he? And Moss is like, why would he go to Odessa? And he's like, to kill your wife. Right. Like, he's fuck. like, look how easy it was for me to do this. He's like, and this guy's even better than me. Yeah. Found, you him in, found you in three hours. Right. Yeah. Um, but I, I fucking, yeah, that, that scene is so great. Um, and he, he even says, he's like, he's like, you know, this guy's coming for you. And he's like, well, you know, why shouldn't this guy be worried about me, me coming for him? He's like, no, he's not worried about you. I can tell you that. <laughs> like, yeah, he's flat exactly. out like, dude, he doesn't give a fuck right. about you. You know, um, you're like the 12th dude he's killed this week. He does not give a fuck, man. <laughs> um, but, um, but yeah, this is a great, uh, a great scene between, um, uh, between Carla Jean and, uh, and Sheriff Bell. Um, you know, where, you know, it's just basically, I think they, you know, they're starting to talk about Luella and she's saying she doesn't know where he is. Just kind of covering for him essentially. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep. Um, uh, but she's, you know, she's wanting to know who's he in trouble with then, you know, some pretty bad people. Um, but yeah, trying to cover for him pretty much. Um, Belle kind of has like a little bit of a, a, a story here about, um, about Charlie and his livestock, livestock, uh, pretty much is like, you know, uh, he talks about. Um, you know, he hit him with a maul right there to stun him. 
truss up to him, slit their throats. Well, here Charlie has one trussed up and all set to drain him, and the beef comes too. Starts thrashing around, 600 pounds of very pissed off livestock. If you'll pardon my... And then he just, like, rambles off. Charlie grabs his gun there to shoot the damn thing in the head, but what with the swinging and the twisting, it's a glance shot, and ricochets around and comes back, hits Charlie the shoulder. You go see Charlie, he still can't reach up with the right hand for his hat. Uh, point being, even in the contest between man and cow, the issue is not certain. Yeah, oh. right. And it basically, the, it goes on to talk about, um, I mean, the fact that they use those, those cattle guns that Shakur is using, right? right? And he's, he's kind of, she's like, Sheriff, why are you telling me this? He's like, I don't rightly know. You know, and he's he's so close. He's so fucking close right there. And I guess you can say there's there's kind of like some hidden meeting in uh, Sugar using a cattle killing gun to kill people. I mean, he just considers them animals. He doesn't right. care. He's like, you're cattle. He's like, I am. It's kind of like uh, one of these quotes that I've heard. I saw it on some douchebags Facebook or Instagram, but it was like uh, the lion doesn't really care what the sheep thinks of it. You know, he's like, dude, I don't fucking care about right. you. I don't care what right. you think about me or any of this shit. Um, but, um, but yeah, I, and I, and I like the scene. It's just, it's real quick. It's nothing too crazy. Uh, but at the same time, I just love that. It's like right under his nose the whole time. It's like, ah, oh, you're so fucking close, man. You're so close. Like it's, it's, it's right there. Um, right. but, um, but yeah, and this is where we get Carson leaving the hospital. He he just flat. I mean, hey, lo- that's a real lucky look, man. You just looked yeah. over and saw the money. Wow, right. yeah, that's incredible. Little, little too much, but I mean, I I don't mind. Right? Yeah, I don't hate it. It's it's plausible. You know, it's not the most yeah. impossible thing in the world, uh, especially someone who's like I mean, he's an army colonel, dude. He's observant and meticulous. Like he's gonna right, exactly. he's he's gonna be hyper vigilant and like catch shit. Um, but basically, he spots the money, goes back to the hotel. Sugar's fucking there waiting on him, man. Hello, Carson. The shot, the shot of him behind him, though, like when he's climbing the stairs, and it's just like, oh, shit. Like, he's fucking right behind him. Right, yeah. Uh, and again, same hotel that this that he just he just murdered the clerk, what? shot this place to pieces at the same fucking hotel. Um, right. How exactly, I, I guess... I does I guess how the how the hell does he find Carson? Uh, like I never really understood that. I guess he gets wind that somebody else is you know trying to bring him in. I, I'm not really sure. It's not super important, you know. Um, I just assumed right. maybe he was tracking Llewellyn and saw Carson and was like, "What the it, fuck?" It's not. Yeah, it's not something that I really lingered on to be honest. But yeah, man, like when he's just like, "Hello, Carson. Let's go uh, to your room." Uh, God damn, dude. Um, yeah, I fucking, I love this, you know, this, this, this whole conversation. <laughs> Do you know how crazy you are? You mean the nature of this conversation? No, I mean the nature of you. <laughs> like, right. Uh, right, exactly. It's, it's a, it's an amazing conversation, but I love the way it starts because like what Carla Jean says later, like Wells says it here, he's like, we don't have to do this. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, it just comes back because like later Carla Jean's like, you don't have to do this. And he's like, that's what they all say. Also, you don't have to do this. Right. Yeah. Actually, I did not catch that I, I, yeah. until you just said it's it. Like, awesome. oh, fuck. Um, it's awesome. But um, it will be brought to me and placed at my feet. Oh, dude. That that yeah. is that is those are the lines that get you into like epic fucking badass right. villainy. Like, right. Holy the the feeling of just like omnipotent power. Like, like, dude, mm-hmm. I, I don't I won't have to do anything. You'll bring it right. to me. I'm like, holy shit. Let me ask you something. If the rule you followed brought you to this, of what use was the rule? Oh, oh dude, good so good. Makes you're just the fact that this guy. I mean, 
it's it's very hard to dispute what he's saying because it's like here you are you're about to die and you know i'm i'm i've i guess i've proven myself you know superior my my philosophy is is more superior like your belief system is obsolete like oh my god just having that just everything uh, everything just broken down right in front of you is like holy fuck that's awful man Um, but yeah like he's like you can have the money anton and then that's when the phone rings and then dude I had no idea. Like, I was so surprised the first time I watched this that that Carson, like, that, you know, that Harrelson was going to die. But, like, I should have pieced it together because, like, Anton is just, like, sorry, Shigeru is just such a a force of nature. Like, he leaves no witnesses and shit. Like, he's just, you know, besides that gas station attendant. Like, how could I have not? How could I, how could he not have died? But, like, I love just how unceremoniously he's killed. Like, it's just. Like, he doesn't even move the shotgun, for one. Like, he just, it's just, like, laying there in his lap, and, like, he just shoots him. Right, yeah, it's it's basically an off-screen death, for the most part. I mean, it's there, yeah. but we don't see it nearly at all. I, I can only imagine what pile of spaghetti Woody Harrelson must look like right. after he gets fucking shot with this thing. I'm like, oh, dude, I'm kind of glad right. I didn't see that. Like, I just ate some lasagna, and that's probably what he looks like. <laughs> <laughs> um. But, uh, but yeah, he fucking, he just, you know, like I said, he rips that shot into Carson and kills him, uh, and answers the phone and it's, uh, it's our boy fucking Llewellyn. Um, Mm -hmm. and this is, this is their only interaction. This entire movie is like their fucking only interaction. You know know what I love? One of my favorite moments in the movie Hmm. is Carson Wells there. Not in the sense that you meet. Oh God. That's fucking, that's fucking awesome. Um, yeah. But yeah, you know, you you know you know who I am. He's like, you need to talk to me. I don't think I do. He's <laughs> like, uh, uh, do you know where I'm going? Why would I care where you're going? I know where you are. Yeah, where am I? <laughs> He's right. like, you're in the hospital down the he river. Raised, like, like the the shot of the the pooling blood and like a sugar like raises his boots to the bed. Oh hell yeah, dude! Yeah, I know where you're going. All right, and he's like, basically, yeah, you know, you know, you, I, I'm going to hunt your woman, and he's mm-hmm. like, you know, you know, she won't be there, you know, blah blah blah. Uh, this is just a great interaction between them because every single time, um, you know, every single time that Llewellyn thinks, oh well, you know, I'll, I'll just get her out of there. He's like, it doesn't matter. I'll still find her. I'll still kill her. You know, it's like holy right. shit. Shagur um, says, so this is what I'll offer. You bring me the money, and I'll let her go. Otherwise, she's accountable. Same as you. That's the best deal you're going to get. I won't tell you that you can save yourself because you can't. Oh, dude. Well, I mean, he's got he's got a, a fucking system, dude. Like, I mean, I, I, as much right. as we don't want to like what he's doing, like, God, at least he's consistent at it, I guess. I mean, if I'm looking right. on the positive side of this, uh, I decided to make you a special project of mine. You ain't going to have to come look for me at all. I'm like, okay, that's cool. Like, I like that. You know, you're kind of, he's an underdog, you know. Most most of us watching this are thinking, dude, yeah, fucking yeah, Llewellyn, you always go fuck him up, and then it's like not knowing what's about to happen. It totally fucks you up. Um, but um, after that, you know, we get this interaction back to Bell with his deputy. You know, they talk about these these old folks that they were like killing and cashing in their social security checks. Just just basically more of I think of the decline of the world around him. You know, it's the fact that he's you know he's had his ear to the ground his whole life paying attention to people and now he's like dude i just what the fuck is going on you know i just can't understand it anymore right like it's not it's not overly 
you know, important. I mean, like, it is it is important to the sense of this character, but we kind of already know. Like, it, it's something that we can kind of, we can, we can, we can blow through it, I think. Right, yeah. Um, I love as, uh, you know, he goes back trying to get, Josh Brolin trying to get across the border, so much more difficult. Um, <laughs> who, who do you think gets through this gate into the United States of America? I don't know, American citizens? <laughs> Some American citizens. Who do you think decides? You do, I reckon. <laughs> right, yeah. This fuck up, man. <laughs> yeah, and I love that, basically. He just gives him a bunch of shit until he's like, yeah, sir, I served, you know, served in Vietnam. You know, he's like, are you being smart with me, sir? No, sir. He's like, because I'll launch your ass back across that border. Yes, sir. Yeah, he's, he's very <laughs> like, yes, sir, yes, sir. Um, yeah, it's like, you know, it gets him to tell him what outfit he's in. 12th Infantry Battalion, August 7th, oh, August 7th, 19th, and 66th to... July second, nineteen and sixty eight, and then you know he's just like Wilson. Yes, sir. <laughs> get someone to help this help this man. He needs to get into town. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, I love he goes back to the same store and gets boots and clothes right. and stuff all over the again. entire fucking outfit. Yeah. <clears throat> um, at this point, I would just, God, dude, I'd give up the money, man. Just give it up. Like I, I mean, would too. Maybe I maybe grab too. a couple of stacks and take off. But I mean, cause maybe you're, I, maybe maybe he's just kind of like proud. Like he just wants to. He he's, he doesn't want to give up. Like maybe right. that's just the the character that Llewellyn is. Right. Yeah. And I think at this point, I mean, it would just be so hard for them to escape him to mm. to, to relocate and start their lives all over again. This this right. guy would never they've stop. Come too far. Yeah. Right. They've come too far. I think to go back. Right. Exactly. Um. But um. But it's basically, conversation with with the mother. Right. Well, is the it's where Llewellyn calls um. Oh God, um, God! I already forgot her name. Um, it's 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 sorry. It's Llewellyn calls Carla Jean, uh, yeah. and he's basically what does he tell him to go to El Paso? I believe, uh, like telling him to to meet to meet him at that hotel, and he's gonna give her the money and like so basically she'll have the money, but he'll be, uh, but Shakur will still be chasing Llewellyn. I believe is what's going on. If if I'm correct, does that sound right? No, no, no. You're right. Uh, so. Yeah, she she tells him. Oh, sorry, he tells her to go to go to El Paso. Um, yeah, but basically, basically, Carla Jane guesses that he's hurt, um, and she she can pretty much hear it in his voice. Uh, and then in the background, you've got the mother. There is a falseness in his voice. <laughs> <laughs> God, that woman that plays her mother yeah. is in so much shit, dude. Um, I mean, is she fucking... from Speed? I can't remember. I've only seen that once a very long time ago. Um, I know that the woman, I I know that this is the woman at the beginning of Flatliners who's talking about her baby. Um, Yeah, that's her then. That's that's the chick from Spade. Okay, cool. Yeah, her name's Beth Grant. She's been in, I mean, oh my God, she's been in so much stuff. Donnie Uh, Darko, yeah, Spade, Little Miss Sunshine. Oh my God. Yeah, Little Miss Sunshine. I want to strangle this fucking woman. I hate her, (laughs) dude. But she does such a great job making you fucking just hate her guts. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, because I remember she was shit. She was shitty in speed as well. Right. Um. But yeah, basically that's the plan. Yeah, this this is where I always get just like a little bit confused because I was like, okay, wait, now what's going on with the money? Because even though he says he's going to give it to Carla Jean, you know that never really happens. You know he ends up getting killed, and um, and you know it kind of it kind of gets a little confusing. Uh, just like it's like okay, wait, where who's got the money now? Because at first I thought the Mexicans shot him and took off with it. You know, and like I couldn't exactly figure out what was going on. Um, 
but yeah, that's the plan. You know, he's going to give the money to Carla Jean. They'll keep chasing him. Um, you know, and he he just won't have it. You know, either way, he, I think he knows. Either way, I'll, I'll be dead, but at least Carla Jean will be okay. She'll be taken care of. And I, th- I think that's I think that's uh, that's that's what I took away from it. I think he knows that he's probably going to die either way. I mean, and this is just like a contingency plan. He's like, at least she'll have the money. You know, I'm not going right. to leave her. Exactly. I'm not going to leave yeah. her fucking homeless. Um, and then we get the scene where Shigeru kills Ruth. <laughs> yeah, that's oh my god! You know, he gave the Mexicans a tracker. Yeah, he just thought that you know, with more people on it, uh, you know, that he's a you know, he's wrong. You you pick the right tool. You don't pick other tools. He's like, you pick the one tool, and that's it. Um, <clears throat> you think I love the guy just standing there. Do you think he kills him? I think so. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, why? Why he's a, he's a witness, right? It's like what they say in Heat. He's like, why leave a living witness? <laughs> it's like, right. well, I mean, why? You wouldn't fucking, you wouldn't fucking do that. Exactly. Um, but you know what I love? Like, who are you? Me? Yes. Nobody. Accounting. <laughs> right. Yeah. The only, the only thing worse yeah. than an accountant is a lawyer. Um, no, I'm just. Kidding. Oh, oh, oh! <laughs> oh shots fired! Shots fired! Delighted about. Yeah. Um. But, uh, oh, my God. You know how many people I know in El Paso? Zero. And I was like, oh, my God. I've got the cancer, I've and I'm out here cancer. in 90 degree heat. Oh, fuck off. It's not every day you see a Mexican in a suit. Oh, God. <laughs> but this this Mexican guy is just so, like, polite. I love how he, like, turns on the charm. Right, yeah. Yeah, and that's just, I mean, uh, in the South, though, this would totally pass. Just this guy helping out an elderly person. You know, dude, I I can't tell you how many times I'm in a grocery store and some old lady's like, can you reach that for me? And I'm like, yeah, okay, I guess. Um, But, um, but yeah, she, she, (laughs) can you reach that for me? (laughs) Yeah, but I'm going to need something in return. No, um, I'm sorry. Hold on. Sorry, sir. Can you reach that for me? Yes. But I'm going to need something in return. <laughs> this ain't Capri. <laughs> yeah. um, these these Capri Suns are going to cost you. Um, <laughs> but um, but yeah, I mean, the goddamn uh, her mom totally blows the fucking cover. Um, right. Which and I, I I don't even know honestly. I start getting lost at some point. I don't even know when the Mexicans started like tailing Carla Jean, like how they found out where she was. Um, I, I assume that because Carson was able to find them and Anton was able to find them, it just must be easy for these people yeah. in this kind of line of work, you know? See, I, I think I think it's one of those things that you kind of have to let go because it's more like, oh, God, and I can't. I'm not. I'm. I'm gonna keep bringing it up. Fucking Sicario. <laughs> it's just. It's just. Okay. It's a very, very easy movie to compare it to because, like, Sicario deals with hitmen and literally like the title means hitman mm. um but like that movie shows like how how you can be found by the cartel like there's no hiding there's there's no there's no running from it they have sources they have like people who've who've been who've paid off who've been paid off like police corrupted officials like this is this they are going to find you like there is no if you've wronged the cartel you've you're you're being you're, you're going to be hunted uh, and you're going to be found um, and your loved ones are going to be found, and you're not going to be able to run from them. I think it's just one of those things that you kind of just have to leave alone. Um, like because as much as as much as you know, this movie does like show you, and it show it goes to great lengths to show um, the detail in you know in a lot of things. I think that's one of the things that you kind of need to let go because it's just like it's it's just kind of assumed knowledge. Right. Yeah. It's. I mean, <clears throat> if this is your profession, it must be. If it's this easy for you, it's probably not that hard for everybody else. Um, 
But um, but yeah, basically they uh, you know this is this is where we say goodbye to our boy Llewellyn. Uh, hey, Mister Sporting Goods. <laughs> that that woman that woman is like. Two she's bangs. Away. She's dude. She, this is 1980. She's two bangs away from getting AIDS. She's fucking <laughs> so fucking close, dude. Like I've actually been reading, like, because I was okay. So I was, you know, we've been talking about Queen, and you know, I'm a big Freddie Mercury fan. I just finished a book, and half the book would detail just the beginnings of AIDS and things like that. And oh my god, it will never make you want to have unprotected sex ever again. It just it has like scarred me, especially in like 1980. Holy shit. Um, I think but, I think you might have gone past this the the scene where uh, Sugar kills the guy with the the chicken the chicken pickup right. Um, push maps. I, I push maps. I um. I mean, either way, you know, basically he, yeah. um, uh, you know, he he's trying to get to El Paso, kills the guy in the truck. You know, ain't you gonna jump that off there? I love this guy. I just this love. This guy's it. so nice, man. Yeah, he's so fun. You know, he's like uh, he's like airport or airstrip. Uh, airport. Where are you going? Doesn't matter. Oh, just flying for the territories, huh? <laughs> I've been there, brother. I was like, dude, this guy is fucking so right. likable. Um, right. Can you get those chicken crates out of the back? Uh, what? Oh man, this and this, then like a hard cut to him spraying down the back. Right. Yeah. Um, I love this guy's reaction because he's he has like. It's not even it's it's not even like a volatile reaction, but it's the most vile volatile reaction anybody has to sugar asking them to do some crazy shit. He's like, "What the right. fuck are you talking about?" I was like, "Okay, cool. Right. That that's right. the way I would react." You know, that's the one complaint I do have about this movie is that the people in it are just very passive. They're just like, "Oh, okay, I guess I'm caught in the middle of this." You know, nobody's like, "Dude, get the fuck out of my car." You know, nobody right. fucking loses it. Um, but I think it's just like like we talked about earlier that hypnotic, almost like Dracula fucking charm that 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 sugar has on people um but yeah you know he the heart got to him spraying out the chicken coop then we've got um uh, the, i think that's yeah that's where we get the scene in mr sporting goods you know blah blah and you know he's like no nah, i know what beer leads to beer leads to more beer <laughs> that's that's I, think, I like that yeah i don't know about this scene i think you could have left it out i don't know I don't. I don't hate it because it's we. I guess we need something for the last time with the well, and we just need some kind of quick, yeah, yeah, last little thing. Well, That's we need about to show it, that though. he's there, right? Yeah, we need to kind of get our bearings and figure out what's going on because this is basically, yeah. you know, we've never been here before. We're not staying here long, um, and yeah, the Mexicans just totally trail him and find him, uh, and right? Fucking and it's blast crazy him. because it's crazy because like it's like a fade out and then it's fade in from like Sheriff Bell's point of view. And you see like the Mexicans like tearing out in that in that pickup truck, and like like Sheriff Bell like walks up to the 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 door and fucking he's being blasted, man. Yeah, and um, it's yeah, crazy call- how the perspective changes and like it's just so it's just it, like Llewellyn is like looked at like a secondary character, and I think that's where this movie kind of loses a lot of people. Right, yeah, and the way that they uh, because not a, a you know he's a death basically off screen. But at the same time, it's not like we get this crazy shot where we can see, you know, right up on the face that it's him or when he shows up there, he's dying. And, you know, his, you know, and, and, and Sheriff Bell watches him die or something it's like, no, it's not glorious. There is no I get all the attention. This is my moment to die in this movie. You know, I'm a main character. No, you're just dead. That's the way it yeah. works. It's like, dude, that's that's how this world works. You're not, you don't get to have this gravitas and this big dramatic moment of like, oh, well, you know, I'm dying, blah, blah. It's like, no, you're here and then you're gone and that's it. It's like, holy shit. Like, I fucking love that. And it's great. And it, 
really rings to what the fuck this world is about. It doesn't it doesn't matter. Same thing with Shigur. You know, had the well and blasted him in half twenty minutes ago, he just would have sat there and died and that would have been the end of it. We wouldn't have had this big you know, ta-da moment. You know, I, I I like that, and it's and uh, especially my brother Austin. He was telling me about it. He's like, yeah, man, that fucking shit pissed me off. He's like, I didn't, you know, he's like, because t- my my brother's a big fan of the underdog. You know, he, he's a big fan of of seeing the the good guy win. You know, and and I think that 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 pissed him off. And at first, you know, you're kind of like, whoa, what the fuck? Um, because basically, I mean, it is it is kind of like. Does anybody really win? I don't really know. You know, it's kind of hard to say. Uh, I mean, are the good? I mean, I guess it's. Is anybody really good in this per se to say that they're the good guy? You know, it's like I don't really think so. Um, but I, the the thing that I love is. Um, you know, Carla Jean rolls up on the scene, and I didn't mean to rhyme that. Jesus, um, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> that sounded like the lamest. Carla Jean rolling on Rhymes the scene. Oh my scene. god! Oh, oh my god! That's terrible. Wait, what are you, MC Hammer over here? Yeah. Oh god! I. You know what? I gotta go. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but <laughs> um, on. yeah, just hang up. Um, but yeah. Um, oh yeah, and Carla Jean, I mean, she tells uh, to backtrack a little bit, she tells Sheriff Moss where to find Llewellyn. You know, she's like, promise you won't hurt him? Carla Jean, I will not harm your man. Yeah, you know, I, I love yeah. that. Um, and, you know, even and it sucks because he's like, I won't harm your man, but I can't promise for the two other groups that are chasing right. him. Like, exactly. it's sorry. Like, he's, he's fucking enemy, like, enemy number one. Like, you know, he's just, he's being hunted by three different, like, factions, man. Like, that's fucked. Right, yeah. There's nothing else. There's nothing else to do. Um, we get this weird scene. A lot of these scenes. I, I, I mean, I don't hate them, but you know, I guess I can kind of do without them. Uh, the scene where Sheriff Bell is talking to the other sheriff, who's played by Roger yeah. Boyce. You know, they have coffee and they're just talking about the, um, you know, how society's all going to shit. And you know, once people stop saying yes sir, no sir, I mean, that's yes ma'am, no ma'am. You know, that's where that's just the way things go. You know, it's going downhill from there. And I was like, okay, whatever. This is just. I chalked this up to just being like you did kids you know it just right. that's kind of what it feels right. like and it's 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 adding more to to um ed sorry to bell's uh sort of perspective and worldview mm-hmm. um and, and like there are there are there are a lot of these but i guess that's the point the movie's trying to make right yeah exactly um but um but yeah, after but I do I, the one thing I do like is after their meeting, you know, he goes back to the hotel room, um, mm. and uh, and fucking barely barely misses Shigur. Um, part of me is even though like I I don't think that Shigur is in there. I really don't because how the fuck did he get out? You know, it's like the window is locked and sealed when he comes in the room. So I th- but I do think he's just barely missed him. That's what I took away from it. I I took away from it that Shigur was literally just there. Like there should be like a cold glass of milk sitting on the table. Like he was just fucking there. I yeah, I I agree. I I think Shigur's just like a a ghost at this point like you said. Um so it's not yeah. I th- I I do agree. I think he he like barely just missed him cuz like he finds the like where the case was and the case is gone. Right, exactly. You know, and um, and yeah, as we know, we know that Shigur knows that he would have hidden it in there. Um, so not only do the Mexicans not get anything, um, you know, Shigur gets the money and basically kind of wins. You know, and that's that's the whole thing. And uh, after this, this is when Sheriff Bell's like, "I got to retire." You know, he's like, "I, I just but can't I, keep doing this." I I don't want to go past one thing. Uh, I love how they like they kind of each looking at each other through the reflection in that. What is it? A lock? Uh, I think so. Yeah, it's cool, man. I love it. 
Yeah, I, 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 I like the scene a lot, especially for, I think that, I don't think that Shigur is there, but when they when they cut to Shigur up against the wall with that fucking gun, I, I think that's just what Bell is seeing in his head. He's like, somebody right. is in here. Somebody could be yeah. here right now. Yeah. Um, we get this scene with his uh, Sheriff Bell and his Uncle Ellis. Uh, they just talked about, you know, why he's retiring. You know, I love this scene. See, I was going to say, I could, yeah, take it or leave it, I you could, know. You know what? I could do, like, it, it, it's it's because it's the same thing. Like, it's, it's, it's Bell... It's Bell's worldview. That's that's all it adds to it. But I like I like Ellis. I like the I like the actor. I like the way he's kind of portrayed. Like I love these cats, and I love like I love his like he's like, how did you know I was here? Who else would be in your truck? You heard it? How's that? He's like, yeah, you having fun with me? Like I love like these two play off each other really really well. I, I think um you know although although the scene kind of adds to things that we've already seen already um and it's kind of drumming in our heads. Uh, like what, what, what Bell's sort of like worldview is. Uh, I, I, I do like this scene. I, I, I don't, I don't mind it. I mean, I, I feel like it could be a bit shorter. Um, cause it is it, long. Yeah. yeah, it is kind of a long scene, but the thing that, the, how much money would it take for you to lick the floor of this place? Um, well, seeing like taking into account my fucking current employment status. A dollar. <laughs> Can you buy me a McRib? Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, we you know basically you know this is you know Sheriff Bell decided reti- decided to retire. Talking about how things are just getting oh the world's just getting crazy and blah blah. And Ellis tells him the world's not getting any crazier. He's like you know it's just always been that way. He's like you're just you know not saying not saying that you're just now noticing it. He's like but this has been going on you know uh, for, uh, forever. You know this is this is um this is where um you know he, he basically tells him he's what he's 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 having a case of vanity you know he's being vain um and uh he tells him the story about how his grandfather died he was killed by eight outlaws who just sat there and watched him bleed to death you know and Fuck. that was you know it's like dude i mean this has been going on forever he's like you know you're you know right. you're the you're the good guy you know you're ellis, gonna run up against bad guys right ellis says what you what you got ain't nothing new this country's hard on people hard and crazy got the devil in it yet folks Folks never seem to hold it to account. Most don't. You're discouraged. I'm discouraged. You can't stop what's coming. Ain't all waiting on you. I, I love, love it. it. Ain't all waiting yeah. on you. That's great. Yeah. Um, but That's yeah. vanity. Yeah. Um, this is where um, Carla, yeah, Carla Jean's mother dies. Um, yeah. I guess I don't really Thank say God. Yeah, they don't say exactly what of, but I don't <laughs> care. I hope, I, I, I hope she... She got the cancer. I hope that she drove off a cliff. <laughs> and and the and the car hit a the, the car hit like a trampoline and the tramp and the trampoline bounced her down like another cliff and then she landed on like a spike or something. Um, uh, but I, dude, like, did you happen to catch how old she was when she died? No, actually, I didn't even look at that because she looks a lot older than how she actually is. Her dates are nineteen twenty two to nineteen eighty. She was fifty eight. Fifty. God, she looks like one of the. She looks like the she grandmother looks, off the Golden Girls. <laughs> right. She looks a hundred and eighty. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. That's what I was like looking at this. I'm like, holy shit. Like my. I mean, my my. Uh, you know, my mom is. Uh, I mean, God, she's 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 in her mid sixties, and she looks twenty years younger than this woman's mom. Like right, right. now, I'm like my, holy shit. My dad is fifty four, and like he's like he looks half of this this woman's age. Right. Yeah. Um. 
But part of me just wants to see this woman strapped to the front of some guy's car in Mad Max, <laughs> like just her with the with her with like the face pl- face plane on, just driving uh, into a storm. Oh God, that'd be a. <laughs> Here I am out in the middle of the oblivion that is the Australian outback, and I know zero people, and I have the cancer. Dude, dude, you gotta watch. You gotta watch Speed for what happens to her character alone. Oh fuck, God! I hope she. I, I never mind. That's gonna get graphic. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I say I, ho- I hope she just goes under the wheels of that bus. It's just like fuck it. Well, well, you know what? <laughs> well, you're not <laughs> well, wrong. Well, you're not too um, far off the uh, the mark there, mate. Oh, awesome, good. Um, but if I remember it correctly, because it's been a while since I've seen that. Yeah, it's been a long time since I've seen that. Um, <laughs> But uh, but yeah, Carla Jean, uh, you know, she buries her mother, comes home, and uh, one of my Shigar. favorite scenes in the movie. Yeah, dude, this is I love that she has the final scene with him. I love and that. You you know what? She is the only character in the movie to have scenes with all three characters. Oh wow! Yeah, I didn't yeah. even think about that. That's crazy. Yeah. She's kind of like the I'll, glue holding it together. Right. I love how she walks in the room. She sees him. I knew this wasn't done with. Oh yeah, dude. She fucking knows. So like, you're dead. Like you're so fucking mm. dead. Uh, and and that's that's what I'm saying. Like when she walks in, you know, she's like that coin doesn't mean anything. It's you. She's like you. Right. Do, you know, you put the value in it. Exactly. Exactly. Like I, I love I love her character in this situation because she doesn't get too much screen time. Like she she gets she gets enough. Um, but I, this is the scene for me that really makes her man. Um, like she's like. You, you gave your word to my husband to kill me. That doesn't make any sense. And, you know, she goes just like, your husband had the opportunity to remove you from harm's way. Instead, he used you to try and save himself. Um, and that's, that's uh, like, Carla Jean's just like, you know, I, I knew you were crazy when I saw you sitting there. Um, I knew exactly what was in store for me. Um, and she goes just, she goes just concurs. He's just like, yeah, things fall into place. And, man, like, it's just, this is, like you said, with the coin, and she, she immediately like. I, I, I want to think that she rattles him here, mm-hmm. like because Shiger is so unfazed throughout the entire movie. But I want, I, I just want this to be the, the, the point where he get, kind of gets rattled. He's like, "Holy shit, she's right. Um, right it's not, yeah. it's not the coin. It's, 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 it's not the coin making these decisions. It's me. It's me being the fucking grim reaper." Right. Yeah. Exactly. She's, she's kind of. Um... Yeah, it's it, it's kind of like what um it's kind of like what Carson says. You know, he's like you know he's like you're crazy. He's like oh you mean the nature of this conversation? No, he's like I mean the nature of you. He's like you are fucking crazy. Right. Uh, and I think that's so fucking great. Um, and um and you know technically I guess that Shakur is right. He's like I, you know I gave your I gave your husband an out and he decided not to take it. And you know, but at the same time, the way he warps that is so fucking malicious and like that you can I mean this this is the way this guy fucking thinks. You know, that's the crazy part. Is like this is the way that this guy, you know, is it, it functions. He's like, "No, no, no, no. That was a I gave him a every, you know, every advan- uh, every, you know, way to get out of this and he decided not to take it." It's like, "Oh yeah, just come here and turn yourself in and let me kill you." And I'll let your wife right. go. Yeah, that's a fucking great deal. Um, right, exactly. It's kind of, you know, like, yeah, I guess in the strictest of terms you did, but what the fuck, man? Like, that's that's kind of nuts. For um, sure. I, I, love, I love the way the scene ends, though. Like, the, it's just a, a wide shot of the house. Front door swings open and Sugar comes through. He, like, pauses with one hand on the door jam and looks at the sole of, like, each boot. <laughs> um, like, a, again, I think that kind of lends credence to the, to the idea that he killed her, um, oh, which is yeah. very sad. 
which is very sad. But I mean, you know, each each sequence where he's kind of killed someone, he's been very careful about you know the blood, and I think it's very it's very intentional on the Coen brothers' part. You know that Chigurh looks at his boots. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, what do you think of this final scene? What do you What do you think that they're trying to tell us with this? Yeah, this is this this might be the hardest the hardest scene for me to grasp in terms of what they're trying to say. Um, because he gets in the car crash, um, he gets out and he sees these two kids. He offers the money to the kids, and the kids like, "Oh, I'll give you my shirt," like you know, and he just kind of like takes off. I, I don't. I don't know. I, I haven't fully... Every time I watch this movie, this is the part that I kind of rub up against the most, but mainly because it's like he kind of walks off unscathed, live to fight another day. I don't know. I, what do you think? What, uh, let me get your thoughts on it first, and I'll see if I agree or where, where my thoughts go on. Probably your thoughts. Um, I in, think- other words, in other words, it's more like... I don't know, Colin. You tell me, and I'll fucking copy you. <laughs> this that reminds me of Hot Fuzz when when uh, Sergeant Fisher's always like he's like Sergeant Angel, help me. Yeah, um, but, yeah he's like he's like uh, he's like what he said. Yeah, yeah, what, what he said. I'll handle the press, Sergeant. <laughs> um, but um, I think that I don't know. I part of me feels like, uh, and I assume this is this is straight out of the book. I really doubt there was any fuckery with book to movie. I've heard this is. Ex- one of, if not the most faithful, one of the most faithful tra- transitions from book to screen. Um, nice. I think that part of it is to show us that Anton is. I mean, we do need kind of a moment to, uh, you know, like, I don't know if it's just the structure of the story. We need to feel some kind of moment of victory. And I guess seeing him just get hit by a car makes us feel better. Um, but also at the same time, I think it's to. Um, I think it's to kind of show that this is this is the life that this guy's going to have to continue to lead. Even though, he, I mean, yeah, he just murdered this woman, whatever. There's no proof of that. There's no, there's no reason to go into her house. Like, any normal person could probably just sit there and be like, yeah, I'm going to wait on an ambulance because nobody knows that I've murdered this person. There's no way. There's no way they would ever figure that out. But with the line of work that he's in and the kind of things that he's doing, like, it, it, like you're always going to have to be, like, on your on your guard like that. It sucks because this is going to be your life. The smallest infraction, if something happens, you can't be seen anywhere. You can't go to a hospital. You can't call the cops. Like you can't, you can't, you probably, you can't get a fucking credit card. Like, I mean, they're going to have your name and your number and know where you live. Like you're going to have to constantly be off the grid like this, your whole life, like paying people, paying kids for their shirts, you know, and this is, this ain't a bullet wound in the leg. You can't go back to the hotel room. No, and fix your fucking bone arm, is dude. fucking graphically sticking out. Right. And I'm sure he's just kind of like, okay, you know, I got to just get to this guy that I know and he can reset it for me and fix it. But um, I think it's, I mean, it also shows that Sugar, I mean, even though he's literally walking away from all of this, um, it's barely by the skin of his teeth. It's like, you are, you are not unflappable. You're not untouchable. You're, you're, you are going to be susceptible to what's going on out there in the world. Like, even though it's Anton Sugar and he feels just like this force of nature. I think it kind of helps with putting us at ease that this guy is not unstoppable. Like he he can uh, like he right. he can be stopped to some extent, um, and you know he's going to keep going and he'll adapt to survive. But I I, th- I think that's probably the best thing is to just make us feel a little bit more at ease that someone like this you know he's he's not indestructible. Right, I I do I do agree, and I think it kind of lends this whole idea that you know this guy we've we've seen him. 
we've seen him be so fucking efficient throughout the entire movie. It might be a little bit of a anticlimax if he kind of gets arrested, or you know, like I, because I do, I I would love to see what this guy does after this movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh yeah. Like like, and then it also kind of lends credence to the fact that like ghosts ghosts like this never get caught. Like you know what I mean? Like this guy is so good at what he does. He will find every opportunity to get out of the situation that he's in. Like it's it's a great, it's a good ending. Um, I, it, it's tough to grasp what what's happening. Like what what they're trying to tell us here. Um, because you know that they're trying to tell us something. Right. Yeah. And I, and I think that um, if this guy was ever going to get caught, he would have gotten caught by now. You know, he's probably been right. doing this for a decade or two, if not more, right. you know, and it's like, dude, this guy is extremely proficient. Even if the cop showed up, I'm sure he could just murder both of them on the spot and just run. Be like, all right, see ya. Um, but, um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's just what I took away from it. I think it's to show that e- even, even with his meticulous planning and all of the stuff and feeling like he's just so superior, superior, it's another one of those reminders, like getting shot in the leg that it's like, dude, you're not that far removed from these people. Like you're, you're not this like apex predator motherfucker, like in, in the sense that you think you are, like you are a badass and dude, you can really, you know, you can really do some shit, but at the same time, you know, some shit can be done to you as well. Um, but that's just what I took away from it. And, uh, I mean, that's a wrap, dude. That's no country for old men. Yeah, dude. Um, oh, well, you know, you do get that little, little epilogue scene with, uh, Ed, with Bell talking to Loretta, but it's not, he tells another story like he always does. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I forgot about this. I think I fell asleep. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> but no, it, it is, it is kind of a cool dream. Um, cause I was, I was actually, it, it is it, it kind of hits home for me like a little bit because like I mean mm. like my my dad passed away in 2012 and it's weird because my my brothers would be like yeah you know I had a dream about dad and blah blah and I've just never had that you know and I, and I just thought that was really weird you know like it, it it kind of like and when I do have dreams they're just like nonsensical like it makes no it's just jargon you know none of it right. makes any sense right. um and I, I thought this was really cool. This this whole thing about him, his dad, you know, having like a horn made of fire, and he was like leading him through, and he knew that whenever wherever he was going, that his dad was going to be there. I was like, damn, that's fucking cool. I just I like the visuals that it strikes up more than anything. For sure, it's great. Uh, I didn't really have much of a reaction to this to this dream. Really, it, it's not something that I can really relate to, but it's a good it's a good it's a good closer. It you know it, it is very it does make you think a little bit, but yeah. Um, right. I always thought I, because I, I did forget this part. I honestly remembered this movie fading out when Shigur's limping away, but I guess it didn't. No. Yeah. Um. I, I. The only thing I can really take away from, because I think there's two dreams. One of them's real small. I don't think it has really anything to do with it. But the one about his dad, uh, yeah. with the horn and the embers in it and stuff. I think he's, you know, basically kind of leading him to where he's going. He's like, you know, I retired, you know, you know, eventually, you know, you'll die and you'll join me. And, you know, we'll, you know, we're just kind of into this like new frontier. And I I think that's, it's a no, this is, I think it's symbolic of his dad saying like, this is no place for you. This is no country for an old man. Like, like you don't need to be here kind of thing. And and he takes himself out of the game. It's the smartest thing to do. Uh, But that's no country for old men. Um, (laughs) That's that's no country for old men, dude. We've, we've got the, Cohen brothers in our fucking books now. Yeah, I mean, we've got him up there with you know, 
<laughs> you know the guy, uh, you know the guy that did RoboCop, The Void. You know some of the best <laughs> well, directors of all time. Yeah, Michael Bay. <laughs> I mean, some of the best directors of all time. Um, we, we got we got Spielberg in there. We got some Tarantino. We, do. we, got, we got some Fincher. Yeah, Fincher for sure. Um, yeah, um, I guess. I mean, I don't. I don't really have any closing thoughts. Honestly, I think I've. Just, I think I've just kind of cashed out here at the end. I'm cashing in all my chips. I mean, I've kind of given all the thoughts that I. I really care to give. Honestly, I, I don't. I don't really know of yeah. anything else that I, I mean. This fucking four and a half hour long podcast. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it's, I mean. Um, I, oh no! But, I was just gonna. No, I keep going. No, 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 you go ahead, obviously. I mean, we're all oh, well, here for you, Zohep. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Well, I, I was just going to read the, the listener comments that we had. Oh, go right ahead, go right ahead. We got we got a couple, they're very brief. Fucking Patrick Harrington, fuck yes, friendo. Yeah, for sure, dude. Um, that, that was just in reaction to us kind of announcing that we're covering this movie. Uh, and Craig Neely, fucking Mr. British Isles over there. Mm-hmm. Um, Shiger is one of the baddest baddies in recent films. Reminds me somewhat of Lorne Malvo, uh, played by Billy Bob Thornton in Fargo. Ruthless, relentless, yet with a sort of weird almost... Oh, sorry, yet with a weird sort of almost honour. Brilliant hmm. film. Um, yeah, dude. Um, so, Lord, Lord, uh, Lorne Malvo, if you haven't seen it, is from the Fargo TV show. He's in season one. Dude, he might be the greatest TV villain of all time because uh, he is... Amazing. Like, that show is some of the best television I've ever seen in my life. It might be, it definitely cracks my top five television shows of all time. It is one of the greatest things you'll ever see in cinema and on TV ever. It is, I couldn't speak highly, more highly about that show. Um, All three seasons are fantastic. I think the first season in particular is the best. Season two is very close. Season three is a little little weaker, but um, still definitely worth watching. Really amazing. Yeah, check it out. But yeah, thanks guys for commenting. Uh, we we love you guys. Yeah, for sure. Um, I was just actually reading some trivia. I didn't know that the black case that the money in that the money is in is the same from Fargo. I was like, oh hell yeah, that's fucking Ooh. cool. I'm I'm sure we keep cool. that kind of shit. Um, cool Javier, detail, yeah. Javier Bardem, uh, his victory at the 80th Academy Awards made him the first Spanish actor to ever win an Oscar. Holy uh, shit! Look at us, man. We're uh. We're 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 covering the first the the first categories for Oscars because we talked about Jordan Peele winning, uh, yeah, right, screenwriter, yeah. Uh, this was the first Oscar-winning film to be edited using Final Cut. Like, holy I, shit! Like, that's fucking crazy. That. Yeah, well, I I use Premiere Pro to like put put together the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, Final Cut is actually it's known to be a little bit. Of, it's like the little brother of of Premiere Pro. It's not as sort of advanced, but yeah, that's crazy, dude. Yeah, the, there's a there's a lot of interesting uh, stuff. What do you think the budget was? Uh, somewhere low. I'm gonna say twenty mil. I believe it's at about twenty five. Uh, Ooh, just, close enough. I'll take that. I'm just gonna <laughs> I'm just gonna take another quick peek real quick. Do you know what uh, it, what it made back? Uh, uh budget's twenty five million opening weekend. Opening weekend of the USA, one point two million dollars. 
in right, the opening weekend. Yeah, overall, under, yeah. Overall, internationally, it made like 171 million dollars. But fucking crazy. What's crazy though is how uh, that never happens. You never have a movie opening weekend that only makes 1.2 million. Well, yeah. it was a, it was a limited release. I take that back. Yeah. It was a limited release. Uh, but I mean, accumulatively in the U.S. alone, it made triple its budget. Um, so right. that's fucking cool. Um, but yeah, right. I, I think uh, word of mouth after this movie came out because everyone is talking about it. Like it's. It won fucking best picture at the box at the Oscars. Like that's gonna get you some kind of cred. Oh hell yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, I mean, unless you've got anything else, uh, any closing thoughts at all? I mean, all I can say is that I I love this movie. I definitely need to read the book uh, and give this more of a chance to read some Cormac McCarthy, get some McCarthy in my life. Um, after after I finish reading Eleven Twenty Two Sixty Three by Stephen King, I'm on that shit right now. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much all I got to say. What are your closing thoughts? Yeah, man, I completely agree. It's it's I, I wholeheartedly recognize it's one of the greatest movies of all time, um, and it's crazy that you know, just just something like this came out in our lifetime. Like I know that's high praise, but I mean like movies like this you hear about coming out in like the eighties or the seventies, like something so timeless. Like we're talking about this movie ten years over ten years after it came out, like. And I, I, I wholeheartedly think that, you know, this is something we're going to be talking about in 20 years' time. That this is so timeless. Like, it doesn't get bogged down in, like, a... It doesn't get... It's not dated at all. It's just something that, that'll hold up with time, I think. Um, and it just... It reminds me of something that Taylor Sheridan has written. So, Taylor Sheridan is on a fucking um, role at the moment. This is the guy that wrote Sicario. He wrote Wind River. He wrote uh, Hell or High Water. Um... I do want to see something like more shit from that guy, but yeah, it's 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 a totally timeless movie with amazing performances and a great story, great great tension building, um, and I think when when people look at the Coen Brothers, this is the movie that they put right at the top, which is no small feat. Um, right, yeah, especially with Fargo, Big Lebowski, or Brother Barthel, like there's a lot of them, but this this mm. is kind of one of those few movies. That they do, where I think I think they get a, a little bit known more for their comedies, uh, because I mean it's it's I think people would rather laugh than watch something like Fargo right. or like this. Um, but um, well, Fargo, Fargo, I actually class Fargo as a comedy, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess it, I guess it has like the the moments of like being. Yeah. I mean, there's there are some fucking like absolutely hilarious moments, um, but that movie always kind of creeped me out a little bit, to be honest. It um, is creepy. Yeah, but. Um, but yeah, um, next Amazing week. Movie, dude. Yeah, absolutely. Um, next week, uh, like I said, we're gonna be uh, we're gonna be doing some coverage of Bohemian Rhapsody with our good friend Patrick Harrington from Married People Watch Movies. Uh, Love really you, Patrick. Yes, uh, really excited to be talking about that. Um, I think you and like one other person, uh, oh, I guess Patrick, are really the only people that know that have seen it. Except for, did you go see it with Vela? I didn't go see it with Vela. I'm sure Vela's seen it by now, but um, either way, I'm going to go see it again before we do that uh, recording, so I might see what Vela's doing tonight. I'm going to message him right now, actually. Hell yeah. Um, but yeah, super excited to cover that. I am a huge Queen fan. I've been waiting since I was like 14 or 15, a uh, very, very long time ago, uh, and super, super excited to be covering that, especially with another big Queen fan uh, like Patrick. Um 
And uh, and yeah, I mean, and we you know we're having another feature presentation next week. Not really sure what we're going to be covering right this second. Kind of kind of kind of slide by the uh, skin of our teeth here sometimes. Um, not really. We have all this <laughs> sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> That's why I was like, nah, not really. Um, but. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, we all of our socials, they, you know, we've got those plugged at the beginning. You guys know where to find us. Uh, you know, rate review us on iTunes. Um, you know, we've that's the best way that we can get found out more. If you guys want to find us on there, you know, all it takes is two seconds. Don't have to write out a comment. Don't have to do any big spiel. We've gotten some lovely, 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 lovely feedback um, from from some people there. Um, you know, and it just you know always brings a smile to our face to know that you guys are enjoying the show. Uh, always send us an email at midnightdoublefeature at gmail or, hey, just find fucking me and Zohab on our personal pages. We're not shy, uh, unless you're some fucking creep. Um, but um, <laughs> but either way, you know, uh, you guys have a good night. Keep listening, and we'll catch you guys later. Yeah.